0: And we're back.
1: We are back. Cutting room floor, I am Dom. I'm Jamie. And today we're just gonna we've been we all we've been a little bit busy in our lives. Birthdays, trips, all kinds of stuff. Work. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. It's been a lot of lot going on, but so today we just decided we were gonna do a little recap on stuff we've been watching and Let's have a little casual conversation because I'm watching some weird stuff, and I'm sure Jamie has as well. So, yeah, and we need to
0: catch up with each other.
1: Yeah, 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 we we've been busy. Like, yeah, last time I saw you, you know, it was it was chaos. What, chaos what, what,
0: yeah, it was. Yeah.
1: Uh, you had to be a host, man. Yeah, it was a lot, up, a lot of dancing, a lot of dancing, a lot of moving around, a, a lot of
0: white white man dancing. <laughs> <laughs> there was, was all types of people dancing. I, I meant for me. <laughs> Yeah, I meant for me. Uh, good time though, good
1: time. You know? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so why don't you tell us what you've been watching? What, what you've been watching that you liked?
0: Okay, I I will say this and and no spoilers because I know you haven't seen it yet. Oh, yeah. I did love the Flash. I did see the Flash movie. Yeah, and I think I'm I'm gonna make a prediction because apparently you know it's been a huge bomb.
1: Yeah, which is really insane. We, You know what, real quick, I think we should talk about that and Indiana Jones. Okay. They're both bombing. Yeah, they are. And Indy is one of the most expensive movies ever made. Really? The, the yeah? fifth one? Yeah, $300 million just, just for the film, not marketing.
0: Uh, and you know, that could be a lot of uh, development hell for different versions of it, too, because you still have to pay everyone who was involved yeah. in developing. Yeah. yeah, which is crazy. So, wow.
1: so why don't you tell us how you like The Flash and then tell us why you think it's bombing.
0: Well, I, I, I want to make a quick prediction here. I believe that The Flash, it'll be one of those films that in the future people are going to appreciate. Yeah. Because it might actually be ahead of its time as far as what it's trying to do. And it's sort of like, Zack Snyder's other films even though he didn't do this film it's still like peripherally like a EU film because of Ezra Miller being in it yeah. Ben Affleck in it and stuff so I, I feel like how Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman and then especially Justice League wasn't appreciated at the time until people didn't have what they thought it was supposed to be I think this film might gain that kind of traction in the future because it it's done very well the acting is great a lot of people complain about special effects and in a certain part but it's not supposed to be realistic at that part because it's like barry's perception through the speed force it's not necessarily reality so that's why like the special effects might seem i'll say wonky but there's but it's supposed to be because like his what he sees, not what we would see.
1: I still bet it's better than Morbius.
0: <laughs> Sadly, anything is better than Morbius. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like uh, Claymation would be better than Morbius. Jason and the organized. Yes. Yeah. Ray Harryhausen stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And 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 I think my my main issue with the Flash film, if I have to have a complaint, is that it's based on like a more modern barry Allen's story instead of like even though it's like a modern classic story is so it should be probably like a third flash film kind of like okay. how how i complained about the daredevil movie it yeah. seemed like a third yeah it, like it could have been daredevil three instead of one mm-hmm. that's sort of my complaint with the flash like they should have set up barry i think a little better as a character in his own series, first before getting to this point,
1: so we needed more of an origin type, more of a Batman against yeah. type of deal. Yeah, and because so, I mean, the Flash isn't a character that a ton of people are super familiar with already.
0: No, no, like, like the show has been around, but the show and they have a fan base, but it's still not everybody's watching the show. Fan base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you know, in the film, they sort of get around showing his origin by having him have to help a younger version of himself become the flash to sort of save himself from like losing his powers. It, it's, I mean, it, it's not really a spoiler because you saw there were yeah. two flashes yeah, and a younger version of know. himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, so, so they sort of get around that by having him be a part of his own origin in the film because of how he screws things up. Cause that's like a trope in the TV show is Barry's always screwing up time Yeah, whenever he travels through time. So, that's what the film does, but it does it in like clever, funny ways, and Ezra Miller is honestly amazing in
1: it. I mean, I, I, when I saw the trailer, I was like, "Dude, he looks like he's gonna kill this." Yeah, whole man. And, and he <laughs> does. But
0: it, but it's bombing, and I don't know if it's because of his uh, issues that he's had outside of his job. That so they didn't have him promoting the film. Mm-hmm. Like no one else is really promoting the film. It's it makes no sense to me because, dude, Michael Keaton.
1: Dude, everyone's talking about. Mike. Oh my god, <laughs> Michael
0: Keaton in in this film, like, as like a an older kind of hippie Batman, is like incredible. Dude, everyone is incredible
1: raving about Mike. Man. Yeah, I'm
0: like, I'm really excited to see him. It's and and it's interesting how they take like the Man of Steel scenario, and they change it just enough so you see like what. Could have happened without Superman there. Okay, it almost emphasizes the importance of Zack Snyder's version of Superman and his version of Batman and all those things by having them not there. It's <clears throat> so it's like by it, they don't really say that, but by by what's missing, you can be like, oh, these guys were really important.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, well, how's the action in it?
0: The action, believe it or not, it's it's incredible the way that they show. The flash running like there's a few scenes that are reminiscent of like quicksilver in the x-men mm-hmm. movies but you can't get around that because that was probably the best version of super speed yeah i'm like dude yeah, yeah that kind of set up like nice days of future Standard. past yeah. and apocalypse were the best mm-hmm. and uh, not only because i love twinkies like he was eating an apocalypse <laughs> when he like oh my god what's happening but but you know so there's a scene like that where it's sort of quicksilver-esque okay but there's other scenes that are just how they show the speed and and how he moves which is unique like I haven't seen it before and I've watched every episode of the flash show yeah. the 90s and you know the the current one that just ended and it, it's very unique how they how they do it and the way that he portrays Barry is he is like their version of uh Peter Parker uh-huh. In in the way that he he uses humor to kind of deflect things. So he's Got more it. of a he's more of like a like a, a a Gen X or millennial type, the way he he handles situations with humor.
1: Okay. Oh yeah. All right. So why do you think it's bombing though?
0: I see, I don't know if it's uh superhero fatigue just at at the movies in general. Because think about the best superhero movie of the past few years has actually been across the Spider Verse. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think I think yeah, we can agree. Yeah, I think we agree on that because we've Absolutely. seen most of it. Yeah. I mean, the Batman was great. The Batman Master. is
1: good. That would be a top fiver for sure. Yeah, like post End Game. Yeah, I would say was was into, into the Spider Verse was after End Game, right? No, Into
0: the Spider Verse was right before right, it. That came out in 2018. That, that's 18, right? Yes, that was right before Infinity War.
1: Was it Infinity War seventeen?
0: No, Infinity War was. Oh no, it was right after Infinity yeah, War. You're right. Like, Endgame yeah, was Endgame nineteen. Was, was spring? Yeah. Co- COVID screwed me up. Yeah. I'm Endgame sorry. was
1: spring eighteen. Yeah, and then spring and of then, nineteen. And then, um, then and the Spider Verse was winter. Yeah, of it of
0: eighteen. So it was yeah. right before. So it was like. So 2018 was actually incredible because it, it, it started with Black Panther. Yeah, yeah. And then it ended with Into the it Spider-Verse. The Spider-verse. Yeah, yeah, that was
1: a good year for for hero films for Yeah. Sure. That was probably the last great year yeah. for hero films. And I would agree the best hero film to come out in the last since then is definitely Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah. And then the Batman would be up there. But um, but the
0: Marvel most of the Marvel stuff is kind of sucked yeah i mean shang chi was just Shang-Chi like it was
1: fun you know it was yeah.
0: fun but it was like uh i i hope people forgive me for saying this but it was like a like an asian black panther yeah, I it is it basically what that it was, was.
1: That, that is what they did they yeah took that formula, that formula and like, yeah. yeah we could make this work and With and i still loved it though yeah yeah and, I yeah mean, tony lang as Ten rings freaking awesome i love that dude yeah yeah so and aquafina aquafina yeah always too. so I, I did like the cast it had some good action. I thought the action was oh, good. Yeah, I yeah. the guy who played him was really good too. Yeah, I Sam that, uh, Sam Liu. He was doing a lot of those stunts, right?
0: I believe so. Yeah, yeah
1: that dude's talented. And, he was good. And
0: he was more of a comedy guy before that. So it's like I was impressed. Yeah, he showed a lot of great range and I, I hope they do more with the character. It's it's just the story was just formulaic. Very. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah, I
1: agree with that. So I mean they've made some stuff that's definitely Entertaining, oh you know, yeah, the last few years. I, but I would say that across the Spider Verse, the Batman, Suicide Squad.
0: Oh yeah, the James um, Gunn. Yeah, James Gunn. Yeah, Suicide yeah.
1: Squad. Um, His yeah, Peacemaker
0: was a, show was actually I still really gotta good.
1: Watch that, and I still want to watch the Watchmen show. Oh yeah, oh that the, came out
0: in twenty nineteen. That
1: is not, okay. I gotta yeah. watch the Watchmen show. Yeah. So I mean,
0: there are like like high high marks. Let's say where you know the, the quality is there. It's just like Watchmen is a prestige show. So is mm-hmm. Peacemaker. So you have eight or nine episodes where you can tell a story over a period of time and develop everything. Yeah, especially
1: with something like the Watchmen, because it's yeah, it's a lot to take in. And I think yeah. that was a lot of people's issue with the film. They're like, bro, I just took him way too much. Yeah, in that three-hour runtime. So I'm like, wow. me, I was just like glued. I was just like, this is this is so great. Yeah, that, that, that's me. But uh, I think that I think hero fatigue, I think that's the number one reason that The Flash is flopping. Yeah. But I will say a very close number two is just people's personal feelings about Ezra right now. If uh, Ezra was looked at in a better light right now, I guarantee you the movie would have probably made $100 million more. Yeah, you know? yeah. But a lot of people don't want to be like, I went and supported this, so I in turn supported this guy that people
0: hate. Um, what See, what I don't understand, just really quick, is like they'll support politicians who are worse. Mm-hmm. But like when it comes to like, I'll just say like a superhero movie, like if you enjoy those things, does the actor or what someone does, we, we've we said this before mm-hmm. in their personal life, does that really affect their job if they do a great job? Yeah. Because you're really supporting the industry, not necessarily the actor. Yeah, Like you're supporting everyone who worked on that film. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. There's more than just Ezra <laughs> yeah. Miller is about we'll say he's five percent of maybe all the yeah. people who went yeah maybe yeah, yeah. Maybe two and a half yeah versus all the people who put their blood sweat and tears yeah in all movie. the special effects artists yeah dude these guys uh, who spent months on months pulling their hair out editing yeah. this movie just putting all this crap together i'm like yeah. actors work on a film for you know six to you know 12 weeks and then they go off, and they're, they're not even thinking about it. No, it's all guys, the post-production Yeah, people, these yeah. post-production guys, they're putting their soul into it way long after the actors have left the set. So you got to think about it. It's more than just one guy, you know? And yeah. I'm not saying if it's not your thing, it's not your thing. Yeah. But I don't, me personally, and this is just my opinion, I just don't think, now if the guy was, you know, a murdering freak or something like that, okay, yeah. I get it if you don't want to go and support this guy, but... I mean, for what he did, that's up allegedly. To you. Too. Yeah, allegedly, you know, that's yeah. up to you whether how bad you think it is or not. But for me, if something looks good, I'm gonna check it out, man. I'm, that's yeah. just me. I'm gonna check it out. It's plenty of people have been accused of plenty of stuff. Like Tom Cruise had his deal. I still love that dude. You know, a lot of a lot of guys have had their issues. Still like him. You know, look at Mel Gibson. The dude's yeah. insane. Yeah. I still love <laughs> Mel Gibson. He's
0: Pissed off, Max. He, now, yeah, he's pissed. <laughs> <laughs> he's
1: past mad. Yeah, yeah. Huh? yeah, he's he was mad a long time ago. Now he he's was just, pissed now it's just all pissed. the time. Come on, guys, you know Riggs is one of your favorite action heroes. You know he is, uh, Martin you, Riggs. Yeah, Martin Riggs. Yeah, probably, yeah. If you if you grew up watching action movies, you know you love freaking Martin Riggs. You know you loved Braveheart. You yeah, know, like, you know you liked all this stuff. How oh, like, the Patriot, Patriot, and other good ones. Yeah, yeah, dude. and Then. Dude, his direction, dude, Apocalypto, um, Hacksaw Ridge, The Passion, like, all his directorials are great. So, yeah. Like,
0: and look, The Passion was one of the biggest uh, religious films ever, or ever, the biggest. Probably
1: still the biggest. Yeah. I mean, it's probably still the highest grossing religious film. I mean,
0: films. you can honestly say he nailed it.
1: He did. <laughs> He nailed, He did nail. <laughs> he it, did. He was. I
0: thought the passion was good. <laughs> I liked the it actually passion. was Jim Caviezel. Yeah, he
1: was amazing. Yeah. I was like, this dude was yeah. born to play religious roles. But
0: the first time I ever saw him was, uh, did you ever see the Thin Red Line? Yes. Oh yeah. my God, that's Terrence Malick, right? Yeah, Terrence yeah, Malick. Yeah. So good. Yeah,
1: he's Terrence Malick is super underrated director. Man. Yeah, like,
0: but he, he takes his time. Really, that's why
1: he does. Yeah, he makes like a movie every ten years. But yeah, do like Days of Heaven, hit Richard Gere hmm terrence malick okay one of the best films ever really young richard Gere. it's like 72 or something oh wow richard's probably like 20 maybe maybe 19 brown hair young, wow. yeah wow he's great in it and it's a great film it's it's a weird one a little bit but if you've seen a terrence malick movie and you like them then you already know you know some weird stuff you can expect Like if you watch the tree of life you got you to gotta watch that a couple of times to, to, feel, to get the magic of it, you know? You ever seen that? No. You like, should watch it. It's weird, but it's good. I, it's I beautiful. Remember,
0: I only ever saw The Thin Red Line once. And I saw it in theaters. Oh, man. Oh, because man, it, it, it came out real. like... What
1: was that 98?
0: It was. It was the fall after um, Saving Private Ryan. Mm-hmm. So, it was like World War yeah, Two heaven. World War II crazy. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Mark and I went to see it because we love Saving Private Ryan. And... I remember sitting there thinking, like, this is crazy because, like, I I understand, I think, what he was doing with, like, the scenery, like, long shots of, mm-hmm. like, leaves and whatever else, because it, it was the Pacific, whereas Private Ryan was in the European theater. But then to see, like, the juxtaposition of, like, war with nature, mm-hmm. I think was really... that. That's what I got out of all of it. Like, I can't really remember the plot, but I remember... How like war destroys nature? Yeah, is really what mm-hmm. I.
1: Dude, war destroys a lot, man. Oh yeah, yeah like, definitely, yeah, definitely. I've, I've some... It destroys our nature. Yeah, man. for sure. <laughs> so I've been I've watched some crazy war movies lately. Like I was telling you about, come and see. Oh, my oh God, yeah, God. yeah. That, that is just insane. But yeah, I mean, but back to what we we're talking about. Oh,
0: so so would hero fatigue also factor into Indiana Jones? I would, because he is too. a hero.
1: I would say that too. And no one asked for this movie. No, no one no. asked for another indie movie. Especially no. after, like, so people hated Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yeah. So, like, it's I don't think it's that bad. It's, like, it's not terrible. It's when, watchable. When I
0: rewatched it, it wasn't as bad as when I first saw yes, it. Yes,
1: I, I agree. Because I watched it a few months ago. I was like, yeah it's not that bad. I mean, it ain't, it ain't you know last crusade or nothing but yeah what is yeah i like last crusade is oh so great I yeah love last crusade Look, but
0: raiders and the last crusade i think are tied for the best indie movies See? because without raiders you wouldn't have the last oh, Crusade. of course of course so but so that's the only reason they're tied
1: i'll take a temple of doom over raiders just because i like raiders oh and temple I think, of doom over i, I am really I, my order goes from the original three my yeah. order goes backwards okay but listen Raiders is a great film. I understand it's It did so much for the industry. It was game. Yeah, game. yeah, yeah. But I think that Temple of Doom was such a nice change of pace for Spielberg. He didn't play it safe. No, he not at all. He made a slight horror film. Like, it's yeah, got a lot of dark, gritty elements to it. It was something different we wouldn't expect from the whip cracking crusader and no Nazis, yeah, no Nazis. And yeah, I was you're like, right. You well, took a right. different direction with it. And yeah, that's you're why right. I appreciate Temple of Doom so much, and you got Short Round, dude. Uh, and look yeah. at him now. He just he just won an Oscar.
0: Doctor Jones, no time for love. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah like yeah, and then hey, yeah.
1: Upshaw. He, Spielberg met the love of his life, even though yeah. he hates Temple of Doom. He will say he'll. He's like, I'm so glad I made that film because I, you know, I met my wife. So yeah, yeah. There you go. But Temple of Doom is brilliant in a lot of ways, and if you haven't seen it in a while, I think you should go check it out because it's funny, it's fun, but it's also creepy and unsettling in yeah. a weird way. Like the scene with all the bugs. My Lord, oh yeah, my we was-
0: are going. To die, yes,
1: bro. There's milk, <laughs> eight feet, yeah, I was yeah, like, bro. I'll, my soul might fly out of me I was I was, I was I at dinner eating the like Chilled monkey brains, monkey brains yeah, I yeah. Was like, it's just funny as hell, I'm like, yeah, and i know, only like, cut
0: open that snake, and yeah, other snakes yeah. come out,
1: <laughs> like that's yeah. funny, so different, like, yeah, I will say, Raiders definitely has one of the coolest endings of any adventure film so i will say that that ending will melt your face melt your face it'll (laughs) melt your whole face yeah especially because you don't see it coming at all like no no like because raiders if you watch it now a lot of the humor is kind of corny and dry and there's oh yeah it's it's like It definitely has nostalgia, but when you watch it now, I'm like, you will laugh at some of it, but not in, like, your normal comedic way. You're going to be like, this is silly as hell. Yeah, yeah. The Temple of Doom, I don't know. I just took it real serious. I was scared.
0: But... And it starts off like a Bond movie. It does. He's yeah, wearing he's dinner the dinner jacket. jacket. Yeah, he's got the
1: white tux with the black pants. Yeah, he got the red tie. I, I,
0: I think so. And like the red, like the red corsage yes. or something. Yes. Yeah. Yep. He's yeah. slick.
1: And that yeah. scene's funny. Like in the escape scene, it's, it's great. I'm like Temple of Doom is probably hits the gas harder than all of them. Like yeah. start to finish. Yeah, like, um, Molaram,
0: so, the the bad guy. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, dude, they have a sacrifice in there over like a pit of hell. Yeah, it's cool, man. Yeah, like, yeah. Different. Like Spielberg, I wish he would have took more risks like that in his career. Yeah, but anywho, uh,
0: but so so the new one. Well, you can't replicate that either. You can't. As great it. as James Mangold is, uh, the director of the new one. Because look, Logan, Logan, amazing. Wolverine, Wolverine. Wolverine um, Walk the line. Walk the
1: line is so good. Ford versus Ferrari. He did that too. Yeah, yeah. Man. He's on fire, man. He is. Dude, he is. Ford, Yo, yeah, Ford 4v Ferrari is incredible. Incredible.
0: Like, yeah.
1: I credit that movie for why Top Gun Maverick was so well shot. Oh. They shot, they watched the race sequences and 4v Ferrari. Yeah. Like, I haven't heard this, just my own personal theory. Yeah. They watched the race sequences in that film where, like, we have to make these planes. If they don't look as good as that, we fail. Because yeah. they shot the race sequences in that movie. You feel like you're in that car about to die. Yeah, like, yeah. It's so good. Like, And Christian Bale, you already know, that's my dude. Yeah. He's just... He's too nice, bro. He's just... I don't know what that dude... I don't know what he ingests before he does a role, but he just freaking melts, man. He's insane. Well, he's look, using his real voice there. And look,
0: the first thing he ever did... He was, what, like, 13? It was Empire of the Empire Sun. Empire of the Sun. Spielberg, with Spielberg, right? Spielberg. Yeah, yeah. Spielberg, yeah. So, look, he learned probably at an early age from Spielberg. I a I, true professional. Yeah, I, I'm assuming. Yeah. Because after that, even though he did a lot of independent things after that, and, like, Little Women with Winona Ryder, mm-hmm. like, he, he was still every, great.
1: Yeah, he approaches every role like it's his last. Yeah. Like, he really does. I think cause he has that heart condition now from all the weight gaining and loss. Oh, yeah. I think, uh... He really does look at it like that like yeah uh, when they were doing four v ferrari there was a story where they're you know they're in a table reading and they're like you know there's no phones or whatever and, and he was like listen i have to have my phone because my heart doctor's gonna call me and yeah, yeah. i need to take that call yeah I'm like dude christian bale's like even 50 years old but he's got yeah. a doctor on speed dial but he doesn't care because he's like bro i'm so dedicated to what i do if i die for it that's what it is i die doing what i love and i'm like yeah to me, that's those are the kind of guys I love seeing on screen. So yeah, but anyway, oh yeah, so back I, to Indy. Yeah, you know yeah, how it goes, guys. Yeah, that's so. how it goes. But back to Indy. No one asked for this movie. Harrison yeah. Ford is eighty, and I love Harrison. He still looks great. Obviously, he can still move and and do what he's got to do. But yeah, bro, for him to carry a project like this. I feel like it was probably a lot for him. I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah. people aren't saying it's a bad film. No, much are saying. Some people are saying they liked it more than Crystal Skull. Yeah. So the reviews are pretty in the middle. You know, the IMDb score. I think it's like a six point five, which isn't terrible. I think it's got like a maybe like a high fifties on Rotten Tomatoes, something like that. So we're not talking about a a flop as far as the content, but. Dude, three hundred million dollars. If this movie don't make a billion two, a billion three, it's gonna feel like a failure. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, and it's not gonna make that. If it'll be lucky if internationally and domestically it pulls eight hundred. So and that's pretty much just getting you know a little bit of return on investment. That's not yeah. Much once you put out,
0: no, not at all.
1: Unless it's James Cameron making a movie, I don't think anyone needs to be making three hundred million dollar films.
0: But I wonder if. Because I was actually thinking about this, because I read something about that. Like, it underperformed over the past, like, five days. Or it's opening five days because of the holiday and blah, 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 It should have
1: made, bro, the first week, It probably should have made, made like, like, 300. 300, bro. Yeah, right, yeah. It should almost made it back.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and the, if you think about it, The Flash probably should have made, not necessarily close to that, but at least more than it has been. Oh, for sure. But I wonder if they make these movies, especially Disney... Because there's more money in like the merchandising, so like action there is a figures, lot of money in that. you know what I mean, and like tie in stuff like that. Yeah, where whereas like we're thinking about it more like the people who make the stuff should get paid, mm-hmm. and if the movie makes enough, they'll continue to get paid making mm-hmm. more of it. Yep. Like that's where our, our yeah. mind is, but the business the people who, are like, Yeah,
1: they're looking at it like, Listen, that merch is going right in our pocket, you yeah, know? yeah. You know?
0: Like, that's probably why Disney was buying everything, like, Marvel buying and, and Lucasfilm and everything. Bought,
1: I think that's why they bought Star Wars. It, Star, Wars sells, Star Wars probably sells more merch than, like, anything. any other major franchise. Yeah, but like, you still. Know how many Star Wars shirts I have? Probably, like, 50 <laughs> I'm looking at one right now. Yeah, yeah I'm wearing one. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I have, like, four Star Wars just tank tops. Yeah. Let alone T-shirts, hoodies, crew necks. Like, I got so much Wars merch. Socks and underwear. Wow. Like, dude, I toys Funko Pops like oh yeah I got a rare Han Solo Funko Pop couple rare dark faders like dude that shit just me alone the money I've spent on Star Wars merch it's insane when when I think about it over time like it is nuts. Like I was going through my room the other day, I found my old Darth Vader house slippers. Wow, I haven't I've, I? forgot about. I can't them. believe I you have like Darth 10 Vader plus house slippers. Years ago, <laughs> yeah, I've had them for ten plus years. They're cute. Slide so in his big puffy Darth Vader face <laughs> on the front. Wow, and I'm like, dude. Well, they help your feet breathe. They do.
0: <laughs> I assume. I yes, assume. They do. <laughs>
1: but. Yeah, I mean the, the I think you're right. The merch. I never even thought about that. Yeah, I really thought about much. it the other day. It's it's the merch. You know they're gonna sell a bunch of Flash toys. Still. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, there's probably, especially
0: like the Michael Keaton Batman stuff.
1: Yeah, dude, they're gonna sell a ton of Flash toys. <laughs> yeah, and you know they can happy meal it up and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. All those deals. So that that those two movies are the big flops. But this uh, new DreamWorks movie um my life is a teenage kraken
0: oh yeah that was mega flop and my yeah my
1: lady's in it miss jane's a voice in it oh really yeah you know she's working hard as hell this <laughs> woman has put out like five films this year and we're she like should be retired year. yeah she should be chilling on an island with yeah. me. but <laughs> she's still working so hard to she make didn't sure get the memo I'm, yet yeah she'll just so she's making sure i'm taken care of when her time goes <laughs> i you understand know, i know she hasn't met me yet but when she does she is going to fall in love with me. I will marry this woman, and it's not for her money. Because when she dies, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> you know? But no, seriously, guys. The the teenage Kraken movie seventy million over the weekend. It made five freaking million dollars. Oh, bro, it's one of the biggest flops of all time. Wow, that's terrible. That movie probably won't even make twenty million dollars. Wow, like it might make. If they're lucky domestically combined, it may hit 70 and still going to miss out. You're still losing at least probably 50, 60 million on it.
0: Well, here's a question I have then. Are Spielberg, Katzenberg, and uh, Geffen still involved in DreamWorks at all? Because Because it seems like they're, at least, Spielberg's doing movies for other people. Yeah. And I don't think they're DreamWorks films like some of his were when they first formed DreamWorks. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't. I don't think so. Actually, no.
0: Because DreamWorks was like Shrek, Shrek Kung you know, Fu Panda, you know, How to Train, dragon. yeah, how to how to drain your dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the first How yeah. to Train Your Dragon was great. Brilliant. Yeah, man. it was so good. Yeah. It was. Um,
1: DreamWorks is—they've definitely done some stuff, man. Yeah, they got some bangers under their belt. They do, because like, Shrek alone—Ants, you know, I think, it was, was their one. first Ants one. A mate. That yes. A mate. That yes, was there. Yeah. I love Ants. And what set DreamWorks apart was they were a little racier than Pixar. Yeah, you know, they had a little more adult, a little more adult-related humor and jokes. And yeah, you know, they kept that going with Shrek and stuff too. But yeah, yeah, Ants was a because Ants kind of rivaled Bugs Life. You know? I think they came a, out the same, same year. Time. It was yeah, like, yeah, it was like they were rivals and. Yeah. I love both of them, but you know, like Bugs Life, always has a special place in my heart because essentially Seven Samurai. <laughs> but uh, ants was great. You know, you had who was it? Sharon Stone was the I chick. Think, I think uh, uh, Woody Allen. Woody Allen. It was Sylvester usually, Stallone. Yeah, it was Woody Allen. Was the guy Sly Stone was in it. Um, yeah, someone else. J Lo had a voice. Wow. J Lo was the one chick. Um, there was someone else popular doing a voice. I Forgot who it was, but it was. You yeah, had a lot of good voice actors going in there, yeah. Yeah, Woody Allen was actually really good at Z because he had that Woody Allen's voice is good for stuff like that.
0: You know, Woody Allen is still brilliant. Uh, he's he's another one I guess people would probably boycott because of <laughs> he's got, because, yeah, man,
1: when he did, though, like, bro, you're yeah, of, that's just crazy. Bobby, it, that
0: it is, is crazy, yeah,
1: it's, but man, but, he's got
0: some bangers, man. He does look. Just uh, Annie Hall. Annie Hall
1: alone. Yeah. All right. That one film goaded him. Hannah and Her Sisters is great. Um, I like a lot of his newer stuff. Midnight in Paris was good. Um, Vicky Cristina of Barcelona. Awesome. Oh. Love that movie. Javier Bardem. Dude, he's living it up in there.
0: Have you ever seen his first film that he ever wrote? No. What's new, Pussycat?
1: Never saw it. But I know what it is.
0: Peter Sellers, Peter O'Toole, man. Bro,
1: oh, two goats. Yes. Two goats. Yes. Goat, super goats. Yes. Dude, Peter Sellers is so funny. Yeah. And I don't know why he cracks me up at everything he's in. And it's like
0: Peter Sellers, like at the height of his career. Because it's like maybe 64, yeah, that's 65.
1: Like, so he did. Uh, Right after like, Doctor uh, Strangelove. Love, yeah, yeah. Oh it's God post
0: it. Lolita, post Doctor Strange Love, and Peter O'Toole, is. like after Lawrence that's of right Arabia, after Lawrence, that's like yeah. right after, God, yeah, Lawrence yeah. Is, have, you, have you watched that? Not yet, and, and I know, I know, I'm ashamed, bro. I know that's one of your favorites. Bro. It's, bro. I heard you the other day talk about David Lean, dude, David to Lean. to everybody at the table, dude. I know he's.
1: He's something else, bro. I don't know what it, I don't know what that dude was on. He had the Mystic Kool Aid or whatever. But <laughs> everything that dude made was golden, bro. You gotta watch Great Expectations too. Are you a Charles Dickens fan?
0: I I hate reading him, but I have he, read him. That's
1: what your daughter said too. Yeah, but he, David Lee makes him digestible. Okay, like Great Expectations is great. I mean, he look, it.
0: Dickens wrote the most famous horror story of all time what a christmas carol christmas carol because look I mean, it's, it's ghost it it yeah a horror he's story. this dude is visited by ghosts he is and you know, it's like, a ghost bro, story it's
1: christmas uh what is it future future yeah, future. yeah. terrifying yeah like you watch the muffets one with uh michael, michael kane. kane bro that when he meets the ghosts of christmas future i was scared when i was a kid <laughs> <laughs> so uh. yeah i mean he He's one of the old writers, you know. Of course, if you're reading them now, he yeah, feels dated, of course. Yeah, but, but there's he, still magic in his stuff.
0: Yeah, and he set a standard. He's the guy who created the cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah, you know, we so, all
1: love a cliffh- We all love a cliffhanger. Yeah, we've been talking about across the Spider Verse. Yeah, probably one of the best cliffhangers. Oh my he had god, in years, it's so upsetting though. Yeah, <laughs> you you're a Richard Linklater fan, right? Yeah, I've you, seen
0: I've seen enough of his films.
1: Tell me, you've seen the, the whole Before trilogy.
0: I've I saw the first two.
1: Okay, so you saw the end of Before Sunset? How that ends on that crazy cliffhanger?
0: I, it's been. I think I saw it in the theater. For, oh, that's that's. So a, so it's, like it's been like that long, man, that's, Yeah, that's because the first be one came out them. in like '96. Yeah, I think it's '94. '94. Okay. Older, that so. was like every ten years? It maybe. It was
1: almost. It was like. It was like eight, and then nine. I think.
0: Because I liked Ethan Hawke because of Reality Bites. Mm-hmm. Like he was House really good in that Stiller, movie. Right? Yeah, he, yeah, I think he directed it and co-starred yeah, with. Yeah. It was Winona Ryder, Steve Zahn. Steve
1: Zahn, he's he, funny too. Man. He he's great. Yeah, he is good. Out of he's sight, underrated. yeah, out of sight, bro. That's we movie.
0: Happy Texas. Did you ever see Happy, Never Texas? Saw Happy Texas? Him and Jeremy Northam, and they're like criminals who pretend to be like guys that do beauty pageant. <laughs> I believe it's that been a while since I've really seen it. really familiar, though. Yeah, it's actually a really great movie.
1: That sounds familiar. I think
0: Ileana Douglas is in it. I have to watch that. It's from like the early two thousands, like, early like maybe late nineties, early two thousands.
1: I should check that out. It sounds really familiar. Yeah, it was right
0: after because Steve Zahn was in Out of Sight, which is one of my favorites.
1: Uh, yeah, that's, that's my favorite. Yeah, doing. Steve really Soderbergh. Talking about Soderbergh was yeah, freaking hot streak, yeah. man. Man, he was yeah burning hot. Oh, like, man, he's, he was on fire, man. And he's, like, him and Clooney, him and Don Cheadle. Those, yeah. Those guys are magic. He's, yeah, Soderbergh was on a freaking,
0: he was on a mission. Wait, did he do traffic also? Oh, my God. My God. He did traffic,
1: bro. Oh, my was, God. Yeah, yeah, bro. That just hit me because that's around that same time. <laughs> of old, like, bro, it, Aaron was, like, it Delaney, was like It was like traffic. Oceans. Aaron Brockovich, out of sight. Or no, it was traffic, out of sight. Out of sight, Aaron Brockovich oceans all like within like just a year and, or two apart all from each other
0: and the limey was in there too with dude, terrence Stamp. dude he went yeah crazy he had yeah like,
1: probably one of the best like five movie stretches like you could ever ask for
0: he must have had like a crew like uh eastwood has he must where where there's they're so good at working together they, they can just like yeah, yeah like like the old studio system mm-hmm. used to be
1: he i'm just like bro what were you on like he must have been, he must have had a hot chick inspiring him, man. I don't know where he was getting all that inspiration. Yeah, from, I like what I, I don't know if because all these stories you can see he has a style, but they're yeah. all different. But yeah, they all have a, that, some they all make you feel the same.
0: Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's yeah, because if you look at like Out of Sight, the Limey and uh, and Ocean's Eleven, the first one. They do have a similar even editing style, yeah, and the music,
1: the music, everything yeah, Just the yeah, oh, you know how yeah, and he was he always had the good dialogue, yeah, know, he always had the good dialogue, like
0: and look Aaron Brockovich, man, he brought bro. magic out of Julie Roberts,
1: yeah, you know she's one of the three js in my, of, of of life
0: which which reminds me Felicia and I were watching uh, an episode of bewitched last night, uh-huh and and Dora. Samantha's mom is a redhead. You know I
1: don't have to look her up. Let me pull her up. And see Just put up you have like
0: to put up Endora from Bewitched. Endora. Yeah, because if you put up like uh, Agnes Moorhead, it might not come up. Right now she is definitely older in the show. <laughs>
1: Bro, what's with this makeup? Yeah,
0: I know, but but the thing is, Felicia pointed it out. She's like, I wonder how Dom would feel about her, and I was like, Oh my what, god, bro, that's a good question.
1: When she was younger, she was probably okay.
0: <laughs> she was in Citizen Kane because she started out Three with with um, with uh, Orson yeah. Welles and the um, Mercury Theater. Yeah,
1: so, Citizen Kane. You already know how I feel about that. I bro. do. I do. It's
0: not terrible,
1: but because- guys. We are past the point where Citizen Kane is considered the best film of all
0: time. I'm just going to say that. I, You know what? I have to agree because there's been so many that have built upon it.
1: Yes. It it definitely deserves its spot on you know in a top 10, 15, 20 list.
0: Yeah, yeah. But
1: to be the number one, even The Godfather is outdated to me to be the number one. The Godfather 2 is better anyway, but... I don't know, man. I, whenever I see a list and I see one one of them two films at number one, it just oh, it just makes me a little bit upset. Well,
0: you know what I've been watching lately? I've been watching that. I, I was telling you it's called The Story of Film. The Story of Film. It's,
1: I got I to check. Is it an episode?
0: Yeah, it's on Tubi. It's like a 15-part documentary. So okay. each episode is about an hour. Okay. And oh. it goes into, like, the first episode is, you know, like late 1890s to like maybe like the 19 teens and then you know it start yeah it sort of does it by decades i think i'm into the 30s now because it's about sound now yeah
1: 30 Yeah, talkies are are but it's late 30s talkies were starting to it's great though do they talk about m fritz lang They,
0: they talk about so many directors and styles and countries that i never knew had films early on mm-hmm. like yeah in the 20s they were talking about fritz lang yeah, and Fritz Lang was the man and and they do go into like metropolis of course and but when he i think his talkies were he was i he uh I I, I I i don't think i made it through the first episode where where they are talking now i did make it through all the silence and the early ones that were just more like like Nickelodeon, like you know, you put a nickel in and watch, yeah. like a 10-second film mm-hmm. or films where maybe like six minutes. But it it's, it goes into like where, like different editing cuts came from, how they started, and which directors like uh, experimented with things. It's it's your kind of thing, man. Oh, yeah. I I couldn't believe it when I started watching. I was like, this is blowing my mind, and it's it's weird because it starts off with like. You know, the Lumiere brothers. Of course. And, uh, and Edison. Mm-hmm. Because at the oh, same man, time, yeah. they were doing the same there, thing at yeah. the same time, just different parts of the world. Yep. And then it goes into, like, like Russian filmmakers in the 20s, like Japanese filmmakers yeah. in the 20s. Like, it's it's really your kind of thing, man. Dude, it's amazing.
1: World cinema is yeah. super important, man. Yeah. i I'll preach that all day long.
0: And the, um, And that's what makes me wonder if... Like your thing about Citizen Kane and The Godfather is erroneous to even say that that they're still good. Or I mean, they're always yeah, going to be good. good yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're always going to be good. I mean, that high when you take into consideration what people are doing all over the world, yes, I'm not like, just in the United States. I'm like, dude, that, if that's you what don't I mean.
1: Think Orson Welles was watching all these people yeah. around the world? You're you're fooling yourself, Stanley yeah. Kubrick. He said the only masterpiece ever made is the Decalogue series, which is a Polish 10-part film series or a 10-part TV series that came out in 1988 from a director named uh, Krzysztof Kieslowski. And if you watch it, it's freaking brilliant. It's brilliant. Each episode is amazing and it's going to make you think and just kind of change your mindset on things because it's like, it's it's set around communist Poland, you okay. Know? So it's depressing as hell, and it's cold and dark. And so is it gray. like World
0: War II when they were taken over? by no, it's
1: it's a little later than that, but okay. it's like before they were really thriving. It's poor man. It okay, looks, it looks terrible. Yeah, but the way he the way he the way he makes you feel like you're in this country with these people, and you feel like while wow, I'm going through all these situations with these folks, you're you're right there in them. And it's like for someone like Kubrick, who everyone praises and is often considered the best director of all time. Yeah. He's going to sit here and tell you that I was more influenced by something that you guys have never even heard of. You know, yeah. so it, we got to take into account everything around the world. That's why I'm like, you got to watch <laughs> it all, guys. You can't, don't shut yourself off because something's not American based or in English because you, you'll learn a lot of cool stuff watching films from all around the world just to see how people lived. Yeah. Because a lot of these worldly filmmakers didn't make films to make money. They made films to evoke emotion in you, you know.
0: There was one Russian director. I think his name was Eisenstein. I could be wrong, like, in the 20s, that they were talking about in this documentary. And they showed this one scene where all these people are being, like, massacred on these steps. And – like, this one kid gets trampled, and this one woman loses her baby carriage, and it goes down the steps. Mm. And then they compare it to how Brian De Palma used that in The Untouchables. In the Untouchables. You, you know, so you can see, like, this guy, I think he's British who does the series, because mm-hmm. he narrates it, but he does an amazing job of showing, like, how modern directors still use oh, they still what the guys did, you know, 60 years before because The Untouchables was in 87, mm-hmm. you know, they, they're still using those same techniques and those same tropes, I guess, because they work. Yep. And and they still give you that same feeling of, like, horror and, like, you need to stop yep. the, the carriage because that baby's going to die. going to die, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's,
1: it's cr- Like, if you watch, like, like Spike Lee do the right thing, great film, considered one of the best of all time. That's 89, I believe. So if you look... His character in there is two um, four finger rings on his each hand. They say love and hate on each one. He stole that from a film called The Night of the Hunter that came out in like thirty eight or forty or something Mm. like that. And that movie is incredible. It's incredible. And that movie it's like an hour and twenty minutes. It's super short. I'm telling you right now, you watch that old film. It's gonna it's gonna rile you up more than most films you're gonna watch that come out today. And Spike is like. Even to this day, he's like, bro, that's still one of my favorite movies. I still often think about that film when I'm thinking about film techniques and things like that. Yeah. Just the thing about this one film no one's ever seen. It's not even a foreign film. It is an American film. But it's a film no one's seen. But something that's so recognizable and iconic, a lot of of, um, especially urban pop culture things came out of Do the Right Thing, especially like The Rings most people don't know where he got that from yeah so it's just interesting to to see like real filmmakers they will and i love like that's why i love like scorsese and tarantino they'll tell you all about their influences and, and where what they got stuff from scorsese has a whole list of international films every young filmmaker should watch and i've watched every film on it Every single one of them is incredible. All of them. And they're all films. I think if you wanted to make a movie, you really should watch those films because you're probably gonna see something in it you've never seen before and you're probably gonna get inspired. And, what, what
0: are some of the films?
1: Oh man, he had like Jules and Jim was on there, which is a 60s French film, which mm. is amazing. He had like Grand Illusion on there, which is oh one of my favorite 30s films. Mm. Um, what's that? Jean Rainier or Jean, Jean Rainier. That's who uh, directed it. He's Is it great. French? It's French. Yeah. Well, um, it's actually in French, English, and in German. Okay. Um, because it's, uh, it's set in World War One, but it's a great anti-war film. So good. So good. When I first saw it, I was just like, and I, I didn't even want to watch it because I was looking at images from it, and, you know, it's black and white, and it, it just looked boring. I was like, this shit going to be boring put it on man by about halfway through i was sitting up like a little kid you know <laughs> watching a horror movie late at night under the covers i'm like i was fascinated blown away wow um, he has a, a ton a ton of good films on there you know of course he's got some carousel films on there some oh, Federico yeah. Fellini films i think he had eight and a half on there which is i think that that's a movie lover's movie because it's about the creation of film mm. and like another good one that's similar to eight and a half. That's eight and a half is what? Sixty four, maybe 65. I know it's mid early sixties. Synecdoche, New York, um, Charlie Kaufman's movie. Mm. Brilliant. Philip Seymour Hoffman, brilliant performance. He would never have made that if he never saw eight and a half. He would have never made that movie if he never saw eight and a half. He took, he took what he saw in eight and a half and just blew it up times five. But eight But and a half definitely laid the groundwork for him. To get an inspiration from that film. If you've never seen Synecdoche, New York, watch that shit. It is good, man. Philip Seymour, you get Michelle Williams in there. You get Mm. a bunch of great actors. I love Michelle Williams. Yes. Did you watch Fablemans yet?
0: I haven't. I have not. I know. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. That's terrible. Put
1: yourself in your
0: coffin, buddy. Uh, I know. That's terrible. uh,
1: You you just got to watch it. Honestly, for Paul Dano, Michelle Williams, and
0: Seth Rogen alone,
1: Three of their best performances.
0: How about Judd Hirsch? I always liked him as an actor. Oh man,
1: great. Yeah. He's not in it a lot, but yeah, he's great. The scene he is in is it is money. But yeah, dude, I was real impressed with Paul Dano not playing a freaky villainy type <laughs> psychopath like yeah. he normally does. I mean,
0: he was a great riddler. He was great. Yeah. He was great. He plays Oh, and in We're good. And in uh Oh my God, Hugh Jackman and Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, Prisoners. Prisoners, oh, thank sick, you. Yeah, yeah, Prisoners. Yeah, he does he do creepy it. really well. And,
1: dude, you got to watch their blood, bro. He plays a he – he's a little shit in that movie, too. Wow. <laughs> Him and Dale Day-Lewis, they go at it in there. It's freaking great. But Paul Dano, he he's playing a nice, straight, fatherly figure. And I'm like, bro, this dude really is talented, bro. He's, he's incredible. But – since we're on stuff we've been watching we yeah, we're actually yes. talking about international film, I watched a film last night, one of Tarantino's biggest influences, was a big influence on Kill Bill for him, Battle Royale 2000, oh. have you seen that?
0: I haven't, but I know, like, the remake, they they redid it a couple years mm-hmm.
1: ago. Bro, it was insane. Really? It was insane! <laughs> it's like the Hunger Games on crack, man. Wow. It's like...
0: But it's like before the Hunger it's Games. Before, yeah, it's yeah, before, yes yeah. way before, it's like
1: at least a good maybe eight, nine years before. I mean, this movie inspired a lot. Once you watch it, you'll see it inspired a lot of films, but dude, it's 45 kids, students. They get essentially kidnapped, put on an Island. And this dude's like, "You got three days last man standing gets to go home. If you, Guys, don't kill each other. We're just going to kill you. Wow. So, wow. And they put these freaking things on their necks. And, like, if they try and take them off, they'll explode. It can track them and do all this stuff. Yeah. Bro, these kids its just these kids are just going crazy for two hours. Yeah. But it's great because, you know, it's, it's it's still very well written and directed. Because, you know, a lot of these kids are friends. So, obviously, that's going to play in the conflicting roles when you're trying to survive. And yeah. the goal is to kill each other. Yeah, but, yeah. Man, there's a couple characters in here just. Freaking awesome, ruthless, insane, fun. There's this chicken here, man. She is just, she don't give a fuck, man. She's going crazy. There's this guy with, like, orange hair. It's like, I don't know what color it's supposed to be. He wears a suit, and he just goes insane. Dude, it was awesome. I loved wow. it. I can't wait to watch it again. <laughs> that was incredible. I see, I see why Tarantino likes it. Definitely fits his style. Hella violent. Real fun, but so that influenced uh, Kill Bill. Mm-hmm. He uses one of the actresses in that movie in Kill Bill. Oh, really? One of the villains. Yeah. Have you seen Kill Bill? Yeah, uh, I saw seen? those in the theater. Yeah. So you remember the chick with the ball, the, the chain ball? Yeah, with the, the, the schoolgirl outfit. Yes, he got that part of the Battle crazy eighty eight. Yep she she's in Battle Royale.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. And wow.
1: He liked her so much, he wanted her in his movie. Wow. Um I've been watching. I watched a uh, Bong Joon Ho film too. The guy, the guy
0: who did Snowpiercer, yeah, Snowpiercer,
1: Parasite, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, It was called Mother. Man, that was a ride. It's about this woman. She's a widow, and her son is. uh, He's mentally challenged, and she. He's all she's got, and he ends up getting accused of murdering a young whore, Mm. and she's out to prove his innocence. Mm. But there's a bunch of twists in it, bro. And by the end, you're gonna be like. And, like, I ain't even gonna lie, I did not see it coming. I didn't, and I love when I don't, but I didn't see it coming. It was incredible, man. It wow. Bong Joon-ho, I mean, he's great, you know what I mean? He's the first freaking foreign director to win a, a Oscar for Best Picture, so you gotta give it up to him for that. He's really good, um, but he ain't the best South Korean director, though. He's not. That's Park Chan-wook, man, I'm telling you right now. You ever seen Old Boy?
0: I haven't, but I know. Didn't Spike Lee Spike redo Lee did. it? Don't watch that shit. Okay. You watch that. With probably, Josh Brolin. Yeah, with right? Josh Brolin. It's probably yeah. Spike
1: Lee's worst movie, if oh. you're being real. It's, especially because Old Boy is crazy, bro. The original, oh my lord, Old Boy is like the twist in that movie, you're going know, to have you like, bro, what am I watching? Old Boy is great the handmaiden bro you gotta check that out that's that's a prime exclusive watch that on prime okay dude i'm telling you, that movie another one bro halfway through it there's a twist you're gonna be like what? <laughs> and then at the end there's another one you're gonna be like bro you're gonna be like all right i don't know what i'm seeing. he's a, he's a masterful with twists bro his newest movie uh came out last year decision to leave <laughs> another brilliant twist he's just he's something else man but yeah i've been watching them some other good stuff I watched. Hold on, I got them all written down here because you know you gotta keep track of what you watch. Yeah, yeah. But uh, what while I'm looking, anything else good you watch?
0: Believe it or not, I watched. Uh, I, I was going a little old school. I watched Airplane.
1: Oh, classic! Hilarious, man. And, and Kareem
0: and and the, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and then I uh, I listened to the director's commentary.
1: Oh, it was probably great. Yeah, funny. Yeah,
0: it's actually really interesting to like. How they came up with it, how they got the actors to actually do it, and things like that. All those stories. Like, that's what I've been doing, I guess, recently. A little is, bit of behind the scenes yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. Which is
1: good. It's, it's it's always fun to know how this stuff gets made, to
0: me. Especially, like, because Airplane is, like, such a great... They they were saying, and I say they, I was reading articles about it first, before I rewatched it. Because I've seen Airplane, I don't know how many times. Yeah, I've seen it at least seven or eight. But, you know, they were saying, like, the structure of the movie is almost, like, perfect. It really is. But, because yeah. they took it from an old 50s movie nobody watched. So so they pretty much rewrote it, but used that same structure. Mm-hmm. And then added in all the jokes, and they work Because, like, at the time, Leslie Nielsen was a dramatic actor. Mm-hmm. Robert Stack was a dramatic actor. Yeah. Lloyd Bridges was a dramatic yeah. actor. It was, it was nice to see all yeah. these
1: guys do some goofy and stuff. Yeah.
0: And they uh, were, I mean, they were good with getting
1: dramatic actors to do goofy shit like yeah they got omar sharif to be a car and in, in um top secret dude oh really yeah he's a car they make <laughs> him a, they turn him into a vehicle wow and when he has a woman's you know frontals are in his face his antenna rises wow <laughs> yeah. wow omar sharif One of the best actors of all time. They got this man to do some goofy stuff.
0: Yeah, and and it's all because it worked in Airplane. Because Top Secret was a couple years later. Yeah,
1: it's... Oh, Top Secret so funny.
0: Yeah, and... and, Naked
1: Gun's good too, man. Yeah,
0: well, see, they did Police Squad, that show, first. I never saw that. It was only like six episodes because nobody watched it. That's why Naked Gun is like from the files of Police Squad. Ah. For those people that remembered the show. And so they kind of recycled some of the jokes in the movie... But they were better because they had a bigger budget. Yeah, And obviously, O.J. Simpson, OJ. <laughs> he was the ringer, right? O.J. Yeah. Simpson. OJ. O.J. Simpson, you know what? He As Norberg, career, he man. killed it. He
1: killed it. He did.
0: O.J. killed <laughs> Allegedly. He allegedly he killed it.
1: Man, listen. O.J. probably did that. But, yeah, um, <laughs> man, you, you know, hey, he's chilling now. Actually, yeah. I know a guy who met O.J. He's really? got a video with him having drinks at this bar in florida he said oj was one of the coolest dudes he ever met wow weird because when you look at them together in the video he looks like he could be oj's son really yes and we all were looking at it and we were like bro why does OJ kind of like look like he could be your dad? He's like, bro. Everyone who sees this says that. I was like, bro, you and OJ are scary similar. Like, just wow. the way they're like both standing at the bar, their posture is similar, and everything it was so weird. Wow. But anywho, it's funny because. It still blows my mind. James Cameron's first pick for the Terminator was OJ. That's really? what he wanted. Yeah. Really? And like, everyone tried to, they pushed Arnold on him. He was so convinced he didn't want Arnold. He planned to sabotage their first meeting, but Arnold's just so freaking Arnold, he couldn't help but fall in love with the dude. Well... It-
0: Arnold, like, he has a charisma. He does. That's, man. that's what people say, you know?
1: He's, he's not a great actor, but something about him, he just brings something to the screen that no one yeah. else can.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: He's, bro, I don't give a fuck what nobody says. Terminator 2 is one of the best sci fi performances of all time. Oh, yeah. He was amazing, especially. <laughs> 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 but he. He killed the role, like, yeah. especially when you see him in the first one. And you're like, dude, this dude is this guy. Yeah. And you see him in the second one, you're like, don't die. You're, yeah, you're yeah. because like, in the first one, go. he
0: only had, like, four lines. Yeah, I mean. Yeah.
1: Fuck off, asshole. Yeah, but, um, yeah. I'll be bye. Nothing clean, right. <laughs> he Yeah. Uzi nine millimeter. <laughs>
0: yeah, and then obviously I'll be by I'll be Bob. The most famous one. Yeah. Oh, and obviously Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor. Yeah, that was it. Yeah.
1: Yo, he was, free. dude. Sarah was just gonna let herself get killed. She yeah. was, she looked at that that laser sight was right in between her eyes. She was like, I guess this is my time. If it wasn't for Kyle Reese going crazy, she would have died right there.
0: And Reese is only in like the I think the director's cut of two. Because I think he's in like I, I a cutscene.
1: Yeah, he is in a cutscene. Yeah, When yeah. she's in jail. Or yes. not jail. Um, the psych ward. Yeah, he, he like is in her dream. Or yeah, yeah. Or something like that. Yeah, in the director's cut. You're right. Yeah. Because I always watch the director's cut. Because I like that scene where she's like, when her and John and um, the T-1000 are in the, uh, they're in this like little building. And he's like fixing them. Because she's like, oh, you know, if you're all shot up, you're no good to us. And she's like, gonna kill him and John stops her but that's a good scene too
0: yeah
1: wait Wait, I think
0: he was a T-800 oh sorry
1: yeah he was a a T-1000 yeah Robert Patrick yeah yeah yeah. yeah. running at you running at you scaring the hell out of you yeah yeah man that dude was running man and they said he ran so much to like prep for that role that like that James Cameron had to tell him like, bro, you gotta stop running so fast. Like you're running so <laughs> really? fast. Yeah. They, wow. they had to slow down. He was like, bro, he was ready. He played that role so well. He's he's scary, bro. He's he's such a dick too, I, man. I don't know if this
0: would give you any incentive, but he plays John Cena's dad in Peacemaker.
1: Does he really? He does. Dude, that's probably great. He always playing a villain, bro. He's yeah. always a villain. Like he's in an old '90s movie called Double Dragon.
0: Oh my yeah. god, Double Dragon with Scott Wolf and. Uh... Is it Mark the Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. I, probably 30 years yeah, ago. Yeah, but it, it's great, but he's the
1: villain. But <laughs> I love him in that. It's a video game yeah, movie. It's a game, yeah. Yeah, bro, yeah. I love the, me and my uncle used to play that game. Yeah, Double Dragon. Yeah, I love Double Dragon. I like a lot of those old, crappy, like early 90s. Like, like I'm somebody who likes the first Street Fighter movie. Wait, like, wait
0: was that the first video game movie? Because it might have been before Super Mario Brothers. I don't know. I
1: think Mario was. Because Bob oh, Hoskins fun, and John
0: Leguizamo that. Mario yep.
1: Brothers. Oh my lord. And
0: um oh my god, Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper. Yeah.
1: Dude, speaking of stuff I watched recently. Dennis Hopper, I watched Speed.
0: Ah uh, Bob quiz hot shot. Yeah. <laughs> Dennis Hopper. Hey, you know who's really great in villain, speed, though? Now. Who's really great in speed? Sandra? No. Jeff Daniels. He's great oh, in everything. Yeah. Jeff Daniels Dude, is great that in everything. The
1: elevator hostage scene at the beginning <laughs> is great. Dude,
0: Jeff Daniels he's, always he's puts reliable. like 200% into everything. He really is. Pleasantville, Pleasantville Dumb and Dumber. Is so good. Like, is, Jeff Daniels, if people don't think about it, I think he's underrated. But he always does everything well. Something wild with Ray Liotta and yes. Melanie Griffith. Like, he's just incredible in everything.
1: I think a lot of people... I think he's always just... Mario was first by just a little bit. Oh, okay. But I think he's always just... He always is on screen with, like, big name, legendary type Yeah, people. he's he's a- more of a supporting he's actor. He's always a supporting guy. Yeah. Someone who people just love. Yeah.
0: But without like, him, they wouldn't be as good. Yeah,
1: like, he's even great in Interstellar. Like...
0: Oh wow, he's an
1: interstellar. Yeah, he's an interstellar. He's great. In that. There's a lot of random people in interstellar. I
0: like, think he's also in Arachnophobia. Wait, Donald Glover is Donald interstellar. Glover
1: randomly in interstellar. Wow, a little bit. Yeah, wow. random. random. Yeah. No, I'm lying. He's in The Martian. I'm mixing oh, up. Oh my god, that's Ridley Martian, Scott. Not Ridley Scott. Not, not Christopher yeah. Nolan. Sorry, guys. Okay. Um, yeah, he's in The Martian. um Donald Glover is great in The Martian. He's not in it that much, but where, what yeah. he is in is great. So wow! You know who else is in uh, The Martian? Just, oh, your Jessica girl, Chester. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. When I first saw The Martian, I was like, oh, it's always nice to see her. Always <laughs> nice. Like, yeah, I'm gonna need you to start understanding how great she is. Not only as a beauty, as a talent, man. Well, see,
0: I've only really seen her in. I think Dark Phoenix. Uh-huh.
1: I know you've seen The Help.
0: I, no, I don't think I've seen The Help. You never
1: Help. watched The Help? No. You're married to Frolicia, and y'all never watched The Help.
0: I think because is like, I don't know if I want to see this type it's of movie. That it, really. It's not, not bad. Really. A lot of great actresses, Oh, though. yeah.
1: Bro. bro. Viola and Octavia alone yeah. are worth watching. It bro. yeah, like and then Emma Stone gives a great performance. Jessica Chastain, dude, both my two of my favorite ladies are in this movie. Oh, that's Bryce right, Dallas Yeah, Howard Bryce Dallas Howard and, Howard and Jessica Chastain. Yeah, yeah. Although I don't love how either of them look in the film. They look Really, better as older women to me. Yeah, but because Jessica's blonde in it, not a But isn't woman. she a redhead? Yeah, she's blonde. In it. So what? I mean, she's still she's still hot. Yeah, but us, but. That's you know, weird. you know, I need that orange. You know yeah, I need yeah, that laser beam. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh, like Bryce is like, she's a lot slimmer. Like I like her more now. She's a little curvier, and she, that, her hair is like a little darker. It's almost like a brown.
0: Now, this is going to sound terrible, but uh, you know how people talk about dad bods, which I have one. I admit, <laughs> I do. I but, but do you think like has she did she have kids after she that? Did. Because I, I would say I think women. That have had children have curvier bodies, and it's not a bad thing, yeah. No, not because that, that's that's that hourglass, yeah. That's shape. what she has, now. yeah, yeah.
1: She didn't get that until after she had children, yeah, right. yeah. Is you now, yo, her body now is insane, yeah. She's- I
0: mean, I hate to I hate to upset anyone, but that's where the coke bottle, yeah, shape that's where from. it came from. The women's hourglass figure,
1: yeah, that's where it came from, yeah. yeah. They're they're both in that. You should check out the help. It is good, but like um, I've seen Zero this... Dark Thirty.
0: No, but that, that Chris
1: Pratt's in there too. Your that,
0: boy. that was directed by uh, James Cameron's ex-wife, Catherine Bigelow. Catherine Bigelow. Yeah, yeah.
1: Also did she did Point Break right?
0: Oh, the remake of it. No, didn't she do the original? The original? She might have. Yeah, yeah, she did. Really? I,
1: yeah, Cameron helped her with it. That wow. Was her first movie. Wow. Yeah, Catherine Bigelow did Point her Break. Her first movie
0: was with Swayze and, Swayze Reeves. and Reeves. and Wow. Uh,
1: um, Gary Busey. Oh, that's right. Gary Busey He's was in it, in there.
0: like pre uh, accident. Gary Busey. Yep, that's yep.
1: Yeah, that's pre accident. Yeah, post post post-lethal lethal weapon. weapon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We were thinking the same <laughs> yep, thing. Post lethal weapon. Yes. pre accident. Yeah, um, I felt bad for him. Is he like went crazy after? He that. did. Like, he did. Sucks. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm pretty. I'm I'm about a thousand percent sure that's her. So let me make sure. No, that
0: that might be because that would make sense. Maybe I don't know. Because right, that would have been around the time of, like, The Abyss and right before Terminator 2.
1: She still looks great for her age.
0: <laughs>
1: um, yep, she did Point Break. Okay. Dude, she did a lot of good movies. I forgot she did Detroit with um, John Boyega. And she did the Hurt Locker. She got the Oscar
0: for that. Oh, that's right, with, yeah, the with Jeremy, Jeremy Renner. Calvary. Yes, and yes.
1: it's Hawkeye and Falcon.
0: Oh, that's right. Anthony, Anthony, Anthony Mackey, yes. Yeah, yeah. wow. That's a
1: pretty good movie with him he was just in uh called the hate you give
0: um so. oh with the isn't uh the guy who plays archie is in that
1: who plays archie
0: uh archie. kj appa is he in that movie let me see i think he has dark hair though in this movie that is him dude yeah yeah that's him
1: he's the girl's boyfriend yeah cuz i think uh, he plays archie
0: yeah in riverdale
1: I, I did not know that was him. Yeah. I never watched Riverdale. And Cole
0: Sprouse is Jughead. Yeah. But he actually wow. makes Jughead cool.
1: But it's it's so weird they're in this show. What the?
0: I don't even know what Riverdale is actually about. It's about, uh, okay, so Archie. Uh, if you don't mind me just going into Archie a little bit. Yeah. So Archie is a comic that's been around since 1941. Mm-hmm. It's like the all-American teenager, right? Yeah. But if you think about it, In, like, 36 or 37 is when the uh, Andy Hardy series started with uh, Mickey Rooney. Yeah. So I think Archie is sort of like a ripoff of the Andy Rooney, all-American kid kind of thing. So it just, Bob Montana was the cartoonist who created Archie. And it's just, you know, Archie and his goofy friends and, you know, always, he doesn't know if he wants Betty or Veronica. You know, that's what it is. So. And Reggie is an a-hole. Reggie uh, Mantle is, like, the the rich a-hole. And they pretty much adapted it into, like, the Dobie Gillis show from the late 50s. Oh, yeah. Because you have Maynard, who's, like, Jughead. Yeah. And you have Dobie, and you have, like, Zelda and uh, Thalia. And then Hanna-Barbera took those characters from Dobie Gillis and made Freddy, Shaggy, Velma so and Daphne. Scooby-Doo, Scooby-Doo is actually ripped off of Dobie Gillis, which is ripped off of Archie. Yeah,
1: because I watched that movie. The
0: Dobie Yeah, yeah, movie. yeah, yeah. There was a TV show after that. Yeah. Believe oh, it or not, was yeah. pretty good. Yeah, the movie with uh, with Debbie Reynolds and Bobby yeah. Van, incredible. Yeah. What, one of those musicals that no one knows exists. Yeah,
1: no one knows ex- It was pretty good. Yeah. And it's short. It was like an hour. Yeah,
0: yeah. it was great. Well, the, all those things, it was like a B movie. That was usually the B movie back then. Yeah. Maybe excited. like 70 minutes. Yeah. And then, and then the the A movie would have been a little longer. So, so Archie's just all American teenager. This is like an update of Archie. So it's like Archie now instead of like the forties, fifties, sixties, seventies.
1: stuff in this? Yeah,
0: Archie like kicks ass. He's not a nerd like in the comics. So he he's like beefy, uh, and he plays yeah, football, and he kicks ass, dude.
1: And I'm like, yo, this dude's freaking Jack. He is Jack. Like, wait a minute, he I'm is. Like, like, oh, he is, Lord. and it's like.
0: Archie is like a skinny nerd, right? But, I mean, you'll have to... I, I'm always saying you'll have to ask Cora. But she, Cora loves Riverdale. talk
1: about Riverdale. Yeah. She does. So I'm and, like, man, I'm going to have to watch
0: Riverdale. Did you ever watch Sabrina on Netflix? Chaos, the, yeah, the, man. The, the, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's the same people did Riverdale. Yeah, she's
1: on Riverdale
0: now, right? As she was. I think... I don't know if their last season just ended or whatever, but she was because it's... Greendale is where she lives and it's like a sister town to Riverdale. Riverdale. Okay. So it's like, you know, the same guy who created the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina comic book first and then the show, he created Riverdale. So it's a modern like kind of like dark take on Archie. Nice. And and it's actually pretty good because it made Archie relevant.
1: Yeah, people are yeah. talking about Archie. Yeah. Young ass kids are talking about yeah. Archie. Had no idea who <laughs> yeah. this dude was. So. And Archie's
0: been around for like for you average, know dude, 72 was, years. I
1: used to read him in the <laughs> Sunday paper bro, back in and, the day when people got it.
0: And look, Archie is actually a great character, but it's like almost one of those things where what he influenced is almost more important than what was actually in the comics. Yeah. Josie and the Pussycats oh, came my from God, Archie. I
1: Love Josie and the Pussycats. I love. It I was an Archie comic. comics. I didn't read the comics, but I watched the cartoon as a kid. Yeah, and the movie with racially e. Cook. That Rivera, was a great movie. I love it,
0: I love and, it. And there was another show for only one season, Katie Keene, where they because Josie is in Riverdale at least the first, maybe Jeez. one or two seasons. Dude, I kinda, I and I don't want to watch this. And then in Katie Keene, they go more into like the Josie and the Pussycats thing with because Katie Keene is another. Archie character, wow. and who yeah, who plays
1: Josie in Riverdale?
0: Of uh, some, some random chick. some some brown girl, oh. but it, it works. Really? Yeah. Well, you know me. She's. Yeah. <laughs> you know me. Sorry, we're we're kind of opposites, we aren't, aren't we? Really opposite yeah, we are really there. opposite. We really so are opposites yeah, so Wait, holy hell. So okay. yeah, it, it it works for me anyway. It works. Okay. It works.
1: Josie, you know, I always yeah. I think of Josie. I just have a you know a yeah. In my head. That, you and, know and
0: now you're thinking of like Rachel E. Cook. Yes, I am. But she's more of. A, Rosario Dawson, let's say, than a okay, Rachel Lee cook. Okay,
1: Ra- Rosario Dawson is way hotter than Rachel Lee cook, though. So yeah, it's all good. Yeah, Rosario Dawson, she's another nice one. So
0: you should check out Riverdale, if only just a few episodes to yeah, see what I it's just like. Yeah, see what it's like. Yeah, yeah.
1: I so I literally, I just want to get a mod from
0: it because it's like it's this weird thing where like they made Archie awesome by making it. Uh, there's also an Angie Drew show on the CW that's pretty good. It's sort of, you were, you were yeah. About that. It's sort of the same kind of formula where they take like Scooby Doo but take out the dog. Yeah. So it's like even Riverdale. It's kind of like a murder mystery. Of the first season.
1: Everyone yeah. praises like the first couple seasons. They're like, bro, the first yeah. couple seasons of Riverdale's crazy.
0: Man. And then it jumps the shark like every other show does. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the Flash and Arrow jump the shark sure. after a while.
1: That's why I hate TV shows. Yeah, <laughs> you know how about shows? But
0: but you still have like those first few seasons where you're like, this is incredible. To see and and the dude that plays Archie is really good. Anyway, I'm sorry. Back to the Hate You Give. No,
1: no. Oh well, I wasn't even talking. I did just watch that. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, was it good? Check. It was. Very it's based good. on a book. I know that. Yeah, it was very good. Um, I do think you know it was a it was a strong film, especially for this time. All the actors were really great. the The lead girl was really good. Um, she's she was incredible. I mean, it's definitely a film. Um, it plays into today's tropes and a lot of stuff has been going on today you know with the racial injustice with the police and things like that so i won't say it's a film for everybody because you know some people have extremely strong opinions on that and they don't yeah they don't want to get into that stuff so i won't say it's for everybody but it's definitely a good film that anyone could get on board with that's her
0: yeah this is her
1: she's pretty yeah yeah i like i do like the look they gave her though yeah yeah in the leopard skirt and stuff okay
0: yeah like it's not bad like like they do a really good job sorry just i I just showed him josie from riverdale yeah i had to see her (laughs) i'm sure there's some riverdale fans out
1: there be like well you don't know about josie no i don't know about josie yeah um yeah so hey you give was good i definitely think you know it was it was a strong film it was a powerful film i did enjoy it a lot um i watched that uh i watched another good one, though. We were just talking about... Uh, I, well, we weren't talking about I brought it up earlier. Jason and the Organized.
0: Oh, did you watch that? I did. It was Dude, incredible. incredible. Those, skull, those skeletons. The skeletons, bro. Yeah. I'm
1: like, this is the 60s? Yeah. I'm like, hell, this looks like this was 2005. Was like, that
0: Ray Harryhausen who did the special effects? I,
1: I, hold on, let's look. Because he's
0: like out. the special effects like wizard back then. Dude. Stop motion, but making it look like you're actually there with it. Because, you know, using, like, stop-motion miniatures, but then the the editing is what made it incredible. I haven't seen that in decades, but I still remember it from when I was a kid because it was that good. Dude, it was Because my dad good. loved those movies.
1: I don't know if he did. I don't think he did. Really? I've not seen it on here on his, uh, no, because he did, he did Clash of the Titans. He did oh, he the did, seven, do dude. Oh, maybe that's you what know. I'm thinking of. He did... Oh, he worked on Mighty Joe Young. I remember
0: that movie. Wow, dude, that. Yeah, wait, it Mighty a- Joe Young in the the nineties or the third? 90s. Okay,
1: nineties. I loved um, I loved Jason and the Argonauts. It was a, you know what, remind you man, remind me of I knew the Goonies, just oh. like a fun adventure movie where the where the bros they come through and they, you know, yeah. You no, know, oh wait, no, it says he did do, it, huh? Oh no, he did it. I guess so. Wait, did he? Yeah, it's right there.
0: I can't even see it.
1: Yeah, the second paragraph.
0: Right. Oh, yeah, Ray Harryhausen. Wow, yeah, yep. yeah.
1: I didn't see it on here when I was looking at it. Uh, yeah, well, Ray Harryhausen
0: is like the special effects guy. So, like, honestly, without what he pioneered, we probably wouldn't have had... Dude, we wouldn't got Ge-
1: Nightmare Before Christmas and all kinds I, of stuff like that. And
0: also think about, like, what we talked about a couple weeks back, like George Lucas forwarding oh, yeah. what he started, you know? Oh, yeah. If he wouldn't have started it, and probably... Because I'm sure a lot of the special effects would have been like those... Those like matte paintings that yeah. they have to add in later.
1: Yeah, he you needed someone like a Harry because think about like Jabba the Hutt, and yeah, guys like that for sure, Greedo and weird characters, yeah, and yeah. And they looked fine for their time. George Lucas and Spielberg, they just went crazy. I can make it better. No, you yeah. can't, yeah. It at, it's a time piece, it, yeah, you know, it works for the time. So I was very impressed with Jason and Ari just, Yeah, just from its stop. I love the movie and the story
0: alone, but. The
1: the freaking effects were it was insane. I'm like, how do they get these things to scale like this? And
0: I I'm not sure if it's like uh it I think it depends on how they film it, but like I know sometimes I don't know if it's stop motion, but like let's say you have something here and then you have something further back, but when you film it, it looks like they're together mm-hmm. in the same scene. So that might be how they scaled it if they did like a frame by frame thing of the skeletons moving even though they don't dance like this but this might be how I have to do no it no
1: clue how they do this it's, it's impressive it's yeah. really impressive like I was like bro this is this is wild. one I wanted to ask you about if you've seen early 90s crime action film deep cover Lawrence Fishburne, Lawrence Fishburne and Jeff, Jeff Goldblum, Goldblum yeah have you seen that
0: no bro it's oh, it's so good but that's like Jeff Goldblum like Wait, what year did that come that's out? 92. Wow, that's even before it's Jurassic, before Jurassic Park. Park. Yeah. So that's before, like, the Goldblum Renaissance. Yes, dude. Post The fly. fly.
1: his best role after The Fly, for sure.
0: When did, um, my God, uh, it's Alicia Silverstone, uh, the dude that put, that, he was also in Clueless, and I forget his name, Jer- Jeremy something maybe, he ended up being in, like, um, uh, Law and Order with uh, Anthony Anderson towards the end of the original.
1: He's in Clueless. You said. Yeah,
0: he's in Clueless. He's he's, the, he's a guy. He's the guy that drove the Camaro.
1: Oh, the guy who leaves her. Yeah, yeah, line? yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: that guy. Um, it was Jeff Goldblum. Alicia Silverstone played his daughter. I love Alicia Silverstone. And it was uh, it was kind of a crazy movie, and I can't remember the name of it. It would have been after Clueless, though I think. So it would have been probably after Jurassic Park. Anyway, Deep Cover. How was Deep Cover? Oh, it was was amazing, bro. It was incredible.
1: I was like, bro. First things first, I went into it. Well, first, I watched it after I got back from kentucky at about one o'clock in the morning wow which is you know i remember i had to go out of town yeah it was yeah. awful it was awful it was a big waste of time <laughs> and that's terrible yeah i wasn't a fan of that jeremy sisto that's his jeremy name. sisto that's yes his name. but yeah yeah so i was like i was awake though because you know i was just you know i was up yeah so i was like i want to watch maybe a film or two so i watched deep cover because i was like i was like this movie is considered like a hood classic bro and i'm like i've seen all like the classic hood movies and i'm like i don't think i've seen this man i put it on i was thinking it would be you know okay yeah bro. it was freaking awesome really it was awesome great story great action jeff and lawrence great chemistry
0: are they are they cops or Lawrence is a cop? Okay, Jeff
1: is a lawyer slash drug dealer. What? But Lawrence Fishburne he's undercover as a drug dealer, so they end up working together. But he gets in. Dude, Lawrence Fishburne gets in way too deep, and like, bro, it gets crazy, bro. They do mm-hmm. some. I didn't expect it to have as good of action as it had. It's had some really good yeah. action sequences in it, and bill duke directed it
0: oh bill duke from yeah, predator, from predator. Yeah. yes bill duke he's a good actor and, a good, director. Actor and a good director yeah and he is like, yeah i was
1: like bill duke directed this
0: he was also in i think commando yes yes yeah
1: like, he's a great i was like bro he was really talented tell- i had no clue he had directed it yeah and bill I duke like, man Duke. he was, I was like bro
0: he's actually one of my dad's favorites See, anytime bill duke would be in anything or direct something he would watch it because he loved bill duke
1: bro bill duke. yeah directed his ass off with deep cover i was wow. very very impressed with what he did i was very shocked so much so that i bought the criterion for did him you? right after hell wow. yeah! I was like, wow I they cool have it. a criterion Collect- yeah that's wow. what like so it must have some it's got some traction. yeah it's got one but i'm wow. Like, wow and the oh it's a sweet cover too dude it's got like oh i gotta show it to you okay um it's oh, got- uh, hideaway
0: is that film with jeff goldblum and alicia hideaway. silverstone yeah I, I never saw that it's uh, I can't remember much about it, but I know it was good and it had a great soundtrack.
1: Hideaway. Yeah,
0: that's, that's I don't, hideaway. I don't know if it was like this dude was like possessed or something, and if that's like where the title comes from. But it's kind of like a suspense horror kind of film. But it came out in '95, so it was after right. Jurassic it was Park. Like-
1: I think Cluis is ninety five as well. Yeah, so yeah. I'm so like, we're around right the same, around time. same time. Dude, look how sweet that cover oh, is. Oh wow. Right? It's yeah. Right. I, was, I saw the cover. I was like, dude, that's badass, man. Yeah, that's uh, Yeah, dude. Bill Duke. Wow. You know? he, that's
0: yeah, Bill Duke, I remember God, yeah, he was in... he worked with Schwarzenegger. Yeah, a couple man. Times. they
1: must have got along well. Yeah. Dude, he, I love him in Predator though. He was a uh, he was on Carl Weather's ass. Yeah. He's like, bro, I'll leave so here I'll find out you're doing <laughs> something shady. I'll say when he died too. Oh.
0: I wonder like if he Because um, look, McTiernan did uh Predator, he did. and I don't remember who directed Commando, even though I do love Commando. Commando's okay,
1: great. But
0: like I wonder if you know if he worked with enough great directors. That he learned. He
1: probably learned a lot. Yeah, yeah,
0: because that's what Jerry Lewis did when it's I mean Mark L. Lester. Oh, okay. Um, I think he also direct. He was like a, like a, I'll say like a low budget action director in like the eighties and nineties. Yeah. He did do some good action movies though. Mark L. Lester,
1: dude, Commando alone—that's one of the, that's one of the best, probably most underrated. Yeah, I felt like you know everyone was talking about Rambo and shit. Yeah. Like that back then I'm like, don't sleep there on was, Commando though.
0: There was one with uh, Dolph Lundgren and Brian Ben-Ben. Oh
1: my god, Dolph Lundgren.
0: I, god. I wonder if he directed that one. I forget what it's called now. Hold on.
1: Yeah, man, deep, deep cover was awesome. I watched uh, watched a few interesting things. Dude, you know what I watched? I, I've seen it before, but uh, you know it's uh, a great film. I, I come in peace. You, pro- you might have seen it.
0: Oh, what? Wild
1: Things. With Matt Dillon and. Oh, Kevin I saw it a McMahon. long time ago. Yeah.
0: Yes, um, Denise Richards yeah. and uh, Campbell Nev Campbell. Yeah,
1: Bill Murray randomly in there. Oh, that's right. That's he was. He's a lawyer. He's yeah. Shit in that movie, bro. That movie's pretty underrated, I think. Yeah, because I used to watch with my uncle when I was a kid. Because you know he was a perv and he liked a certain. And you get to
0: see like uh, uh, Kevin Bacon's junk, right? At one point. Do you see? Kevin or Bacon? or at least like a. You definitely a, see, a scary shadow see of it.
1: <laughs> some parts of him yeah and you're Kevin like oh Bacon, god man. Kevin Bacon like, yeah right Give he he, he,
0: on, he doubled as uh, Bowie's codpiece in uh, Labyrinth Shit, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm convinced Bowie just put a bunch of socks in there but uh... <laughs> But uh, Yeah, dude. Well, yeah, I'm Wild Things. It's, it's been a while. Yeah,
1: it's, it's, it's a fun one, man. I, I had a lot of fun watching it. I forgot how good it was. Look, like, that's back
0: when Denise Richards was like the hottest it's thing. Fine, bro. Yeah. She was
1: real nice back then. Yeah, I, yeah. I'll argue Nev Campbell was looking just as good in that
0: movie. Well, she was looking good. It's sort of like the, uh, the Marianne or Ginger argument from Gilligan's Island, I think, you know? Uh, they both look good. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean. Like Marianne looks. Come down to preference. Yeah, yeah, but it's like they both look good for different reasons. Mm-hmm. So, do you really have to choose?
2: Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, you, you're gonna have to
1: choose, man. You can't
0: yeah. Do both. Yeah, you can't. I'm just saying, like, you, you know. Try.
1: But and eventually, it's gonna fall apart.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm like, eventually, you just end up, all, the end up with a skipper. End up killing each <laughs> other, you know.
1: If they're on board at first, one of them's gonna be like, "All right, I'm not on board anymore." Yeah, you know, you know how yeah. it goes. Yeah, but yeah, that was that was a fun one, man. You know, I watched a bunch of crap. I was like, Oh, yeah!" I was watching a bunch of crap. El Topo, um, Alejandro Hodorowski. Oh, okay, I think I'm obsessed with this dude, bro. Right? I think you are, dude. He's I don't know if he can lose. I don't know if he can miss. I've watched, what, three or four of his films now. Love all of them. Have
0: you watched that documentary about his Dune that was never made? I have to watch that. I really have yeah. to
1: watch it. Because he's still, to this day, at 90-plus years old, is upset about not making yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> because he
0: really, I think he really loved Dune. He like loved the book, bro. Like he, yeah. And and Mobius, who was a really famous, like, French comic book artist and, and everything, did a lot of the uh, character designs and... Everything. Like he was really like everything was in place to do it.
1: He was right, man. He really was. He was so upset. Yeah. He was like, I'll never forgive anyone for that. But yeah, dude, that was good. Um it's about a it's a Western actually. Really? Yeah. And it's Mm. it's one of those movies littered with symbolism, but to me, I kind of took it as like a almost like a reincarnation thing. I don't Mm. know. It was I feel like everyone's going to look at it differently. It's one of those ones you just got to watch. But it was okay. incredible. It was incredible. I, but I'm weird. I like weird stuff. Like, Dude, oh, you know what I watched last night? I watched some good stuff last night. So aside from the two foreign films I watched, dude, I watched the first Mighty Ducks. You remember oh, that? wow. <laughs> Emilio. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Young Emilio. Wow, yeah. Like, dude, are you really 61 now? Oh, my God. You're crazy. Well,
0: the first Mighty Ducks was probably 30 years ago.
1: Yeah, it's 92. 90- I think. Wow. Yeah, I was born. Around the
0: time of Men at Work. Yeah. Yeah, Damn yeah. Crazy. Wow, man. The Mighty Duck. It was
1: good, man. It was a wow. fun little kids movie, you know? Yeah. But I watched Lean On Me, Bro. Morgan
0: Freeman. Oh, my God. You know, you know, Joe, Crazy Joe Carter. Crazy right?
1: Joe Carter. <laughs> okay.
0: The, I like that movie. I admit it. Look, Morgan Freeman's great yeah, in that movie.
1: It's
0: the one thing I hate about it is at the very end, they're like, we got Cs on like the 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 minimum whatever test, right? Yeah. Min- minimum requirements minimum test. Requirements. So I'm like, you barely passed the minimum state minimum requirements <laughs> test, and you're happy. I mean, yeah, I mean, look, the, the I, I mean shut down. yeah, 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 and. And I talk about it with Felicia, and no, she's they'll, like,
1: they'll, they'll improve year by year. Though, yeah, you know and, what I mean? but you gotta she was start like, somewhere.
0: <laughs> and that's what she said. She's like, look where they were before Dude, that.
1: That school looked like, like worse than yeah. jail. Yeah. I was yeah. like, bro, I might rather go to prison than go to this school, bro. <laughs> yeah. I, like, it was dark, all oh, like that graffiti. I'm yeah, like, bro, yeah. This place looks like a New York subway station. Like, what
0: yeah. the hell? So, so I mean, th- that's the only thing. Oh, I only have to do two things stay black and die.
1: Stay black and die. <laughs> oh, <that is> not-
0: <laughs> That's right. That's in that movie, right? <laughs> he
1: does say yeah, that. His yeah, yeah. He's
0: got to do two things. Stay black and
1: die. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely says that. Yeah. Oh, man. Th- that, is, that is
0: actually great. It's an uplifting 80s movie. It is, bro. It's like if you watch Stand and Deliver or,
1: yeah, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Stand and Deliver. That's that, right. Yeah. yeah.
0: Dangerous minds. Dangerous minds. <laughs> Dangerous minds. As I walk like, through the valley of the shadow death. of death.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely one of those eighties uplifting. You know, make yeah, it feel good. Put You know, it's it's a good film. It's definitely good. If you want to watch some old school? You can throw on that. Everyone will be pleased with that's one you can throw on. No one will be mad at it. It was good. Morgan Freeman was good in it. Yeah, but I watched a banger classic with a with a beautiful black woman. Yeah. Foxy Brown. Oh my God, Pam Greer. Pam Greer, my lord.
0: Pam Greer and was her something else, man. Tatas. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. She she had it all, man. And she you, had it all. And
0: you know what? Because her brother was uh, Rosie Greer, the football player. I bet no one messed with her.
2: <laughs>
1: Probably not. It, I mean, I, yeah, dude. Foxy wow. Brown was great. It was awesome. Wasn't um, she
0: in? Uh, was she in Blackula or the second Blackula? Dude, she, she, she was in was one, in one them. of
1: them.
0: Blackula is so bad. Oh, I come she, on. I Blackula. <laughs> I think she's in <laughs> bro. God, I I actually love that movie. Because She's I, in the first one. The first one, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cuz like, you know, he's it, It's unfair what happened to him. Sorry a little aside about Blackula. Yeah. It's unfair cuz he didn't he didn't want that. And then, you know, they let him out and he's just like, and that, didn't that woman look like his old love from before? Yeah. So he's like, and he sacrificed himself for it.
1: Yeah. I mean, black vampire movies are often interesting. Yeah, they suck. The the black, well, they they do, most vampire movies do. yeah on a, on a, on a literal <laughs> standpoint because i love vampire films they're some of my favorites the best black vampire film is ganja and hess i think it's 72 maybe mm. black exploitation style yeah yeah it's great that's man. a great it's film
0: great. style though yes i, love I mean it, i hate bro. to it's, say it but no
1: no it's great especially for like if you like 70s movies bro Yeah, like black exploitation films are great
0: it's a guerrilla filmmaking yeah it is yeah, like, yeah
1: and like They're all made on shoestring ass. Yeah, yeah. I think Ganjan Hess was made like 100K or something. Wow. Like, it's insane. But they made that, they would make those budgets work, man. Like. Yeah. But Foxy Brown was, was great, um.
0: Sometimes I, I confuse that, I think, with coffee, because I watch yeah. them around coffee's the same
1: time. to me a little bit. Yeah. I think coffee's, coffee's got the better action, I think.
0: Yeah. Um, so what, tell me what Foxy Brown is about to refresh my memory. So Foxy Brown- I watched them both, but- So
1: Foxy Brown, Pam Greer's dating a dude. He was a cop. And these drug dealers, they think that they killed him, but he actually isn't dead. He got actual facial reconstruction surgery yeah. so he could walk the streets again. Well, Foxy Brown's brother, he's a drug dealing loser. He comes to stay with her. She saves his life from these guys. He comes to stay with her, sees him, realizes, hey, this is the guy, the people I work for were supposed to kill. So he sets her sets him up, gets him killed. And she goes on revenge after that. Oh, nice. So it's pretty, it was It was good. You know, most of those, you know, Pam Grier movies were like revenge stories like yeah. that. But they they work. She was a good action star.
0: She was, was she a nurse in that, or was that coffee? Coffee. Coffee, okay. She's a nurse in coffee. Okay. And
1: Jackie Brown. What is her job in Jackie Brown, actually? I feel like she doesn't even
0: have a freaking job. She, it looks like she's wearing like a flight attendant uniform yeah, in that but she poster, though. she wasn't
1: a flight attendant.
0: That's what it looks like. What
1: is she doing, Foxy Brown? I don't remember her actually working. She was definitely a nurse in coffee.
0: Yeah. But
1: Jackie, or Foxy Brown. Oh, yeah. I was thinking of Jackie oh, Brown yeah, when she, I said flight yeah, attendant. Yeah, she's sorry. a flight attendant,
0: Jackie Brown. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely her job. But yeah, Foxy Brown, Jackie I Brown. couldn't remember what she was yeah, doing. I
1: don't, bro, I don't ever think they really bring up what she does in that
0: movie. I mean, there's one scene where she's like showering, right? Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. so that's all I remember yeah, her doing. I mean,
1: you don't, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, now.
1: Hey. I mean, but it was great. Have you seen Jackie Brown, though?
0: I have not. I'm bro, so sorry. You
1: got to get your tear. I know. I do. Up, I do. I do.
0: Because that was his first one after Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A lot of
1: people consider it like a top four or five um, Tarantino Tarantino. film.
0: I think Michael Keaton's character in that movie is the same character that he plays in Out of Sight. Because in Out of Sight, he's dating a j-lo's character at first because he because he he has that t-shirt that says like fbi or whatever and and dennis frayna as her dad is like do you have another one that says undercover
1: that's right yeah yeah (laughs) yeah that's funny as hell yeah yeah um jackie brown's great man you get some some good performance in there i love Robert De Niro and Sam Jackson—that movie—they are the most odd pairing, but yeah. they work so well. Wow! Um, you got—you got to check out Jackie Brown. It's good, man. Dude, you need to just honestly—you need to run a Tarantino thon, bro. From Reservoir, <laughs> from Reservoir to Once Once Upon a Time, you need to run that because you know what
0: Mark texted me the other day? He's like, I just finished Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Bro, it's amazing. And I was like. Hey, what'd you think? He's like, yeah, I loved it. It's amazing. Yeah. It's
1: one of my favorite movies. Ever, yeah. that. Bro. Were you I've talking about it the other it day? So many times now. I just find myself throwing it on all the time. Wait,
0: were you talking about it on oh, yeah, Saturday? Yeah, I was talking about That's it. probably why he watched it then.
1: Dude, it's so good. Yeah.
0: So good, that makes sense. I was wondering, I'm like, why would he even watch it? But that bro, makes sense if you were talking about
1: Brad it. Brad and Leo are just so money in it, dude. I freaking love them in this, dude. It's, I don't know, like, if you ask me, like, why it's so good, I really couldn't tell you. It's just one of those films that just... It's probably just their blows. chemistry. Yes, the yeah, chemistry yeah. Is great. Great characters, it's funny as hell. But it really, the plot isn't, it's very thin for a Tarantino plot. Yeah. You know, it's, it's really, it's really two character studies about, like, you know, a good, like, eight months in these dudes' lives.
0: Well, from what I saw of it, because I still haven't... Watch past that one part from... Did you watch the Bruce Lee part? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up, up to that part. So I think from our very first podcast, I still haven't yeah, seen it yet. But like, it seems like it's the... Um, they seem to have the same kind of chemistry that like Clooney and Pitt had in Ocean. They, do. In Oceans, they definitely
1: do. They definitely do. You know, because that,
0: that um, Newman-Redford kind yes, of chemistry. Yes, yes, Yeah.
1: Very, very... That's a very good comparison. Yeah. Yeah, because Newman and Redford are like... They might be like the OG dynamic dude. Yeah, right? yeah. Because Butch Cassidy alone. Yeah. Coded them, them. Oh, yeah. Brad and George are real good in Oceans. Yeah. But Brad and Leo, they're freaking money. They had so much fun making that movie together. They vowed to not retire before they can do another film like that again. That's so awesome. Like, yeah, they were like, we got to do something like this again. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know what Tarantino is doing for his last film. I know he said he wants to be a 70s movie. But, I mean, dude, he might as well just call them back up. Yeah, just be like, but he got. I need all the Tarantino regulars in it. I need Sam <laughs> Jackson, Kurt Russell. Now, Kurt Russell. Yeah, he's yeah, he's in Once Upon a Time too. I need Kurt. I need Sam. I need Uma. What about John Travolta, dude? He should bring him back. He man. should like he's one of your best characters. Yeah, like yeah, one of your best characters. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, Vincent Vega, Vincent Vega. I need yeah. him back. I need um. Christoph Waltz in it. Oh yeah, dude. I was watching Glorious Bastards* the other day. So good, so good. But I need him in it. Uh, what about Jamie Foxx? Oh, Tim Fox. Roth. Yeah, Tim Roth. I need Michael Madsen. Michael yeah, Madsen. Uh, yeah. yeah. I Vic him. Vega. Yep, Vic Vega. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming
0: Vincent's brother. Yes, that's I supposed
1: to be. He was gonna do a whole side movie with them two. Oh, really? Yep. But it got scrapped. Oh, um,
0: that would have been I think perfect. It was, it
1: was. I forgot who didn't want to do it at the time i think it was mazin actually really And he was like i think he was sick of playing gangster characters he was playing tons of like you know dogs i'm like fuck,
0: yeah you're getting paid you know, know what paid. i mean that sounds terrible but to then, say but but
1: i think he looked back and was like i should have just did
0: it because wasn't it he goes. in like free willy yeah you know what i mean like dude dude you want more yeah. free willy roles like you know what
1: he's good in?
0: Free Willy sounds like something that will be written above a glory hole. Right? <laughs> like, come on, man.
1: <laughs> that was good. That was real good. Like, come on, um, Mike. Yo, he he's in a good film I just watched. With, uh Johnny Depp and Al Pacino, Donnie Brasco. Oh,
0: Donnie Brasco. Yeah, he was good
1: in there. He played yeah. a nice role in that. He was. Uh, yeah, that was pretty good. I actually really liked Al Pacino in there. As you know, people are people are so split on Al. Some really? people hate him. They think he's too over the top, you know. But hasn't
0: he always been? Yeah, I'm like, that's. I'm that's thinking like him. Dog Day Afternoon. Dog Day
1: Afternoon, Scarface. Like, yeah. He's just an over the top guy. And like, Godfather 2, I know it was you, Fredo. Like, you yeah, know, I yeah. I, just, I love it. He, you know, he's over the top in that. But he's so, like, subdued in the first Godfather, you know? He's just. Like, yeah, he is. He's like, well, that's his first thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just like learning the ropes. He how he didn't get an Oscar now for that? That was criminal,
0: bro. Like so, was Dog Day around the same time as Godfather Part Two? I believe so. So no, Sydney Lumet, right? Uh, yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I was gonna say maybe that's why he was like in in two. He was a little better because he worked with a different director yeah. and got. A Different perspective, so he was yeah, able to stretch say he a little did more.
1: Dog day, right, right before he did G2. That's, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, because him and John Cazale are both in both of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, dude. You know what's crazy? Every single movie John Kazell is in has been nominated for Best Picture. Really, every one
0: because I know he died young, he didn't died he? Young. He died young,
1: he's like 43 or 4 or something like wow. that. Wow, but every single movie he's in, Best wow. Picture. insane! Like, what first two godfathers. Deer Hunter, Dog Day Afternoon. Um, I'm forgetting a couple, but yeah, they all all of them. Wow. He's not in a bunch, but yeah, yeah, all of them have. I'm like, dude, he had the magic touch. Like, yeah, he just knew how to pick roles because I'm like, man. he was so good. Like in Godfather Two, man, that dude is so good in that movie, bro. And like, he's not even likable, but he's you, he, but you still like him. You know, like, oh, Deer Hunter, he's so great in that. He was. Dude, he was—he was him and Meryl Streep probably would have ended up together.
0: Wow, they were dating, really? Yeah,
1: they were dating before he died. Wow, yeah, wow. He was a man, but you know, before we wrap it up, yeah. Sorry, sorry. uh, Is there anything else you' worth mentioning? You watch? Well,
0: you know, I always go back to uh, Community.
1: Oh man, you've been on that. I, I have. That's your your stuff.
0: I started it again because I wanted Felicia to watch it.
1: Okay. She's so, never seen
0: it. No, no. She she does love it.
1: Oh, man. It's funny as hell.
0: But I've been doing, like, uh, I think I was saying before we started recording, I was telling you, like, interviews with the cast and crew mm-hmm. and Dan Harmon and just, like, what goes into, like, the writing and the production of it. Because you watch certain episodes, like, the one in the first season about Chicken Nuggets, mm-hmm. there's that one scene. It's like The Godfather where, yeah. like, um, Troy's closing the door As, uh, Jeff's looking and it's just like the end of the Godfather and it's like a mob movie anyway, but like what goes into like all those great moments of not only like the characters being together, but how they homage films, like, like the paintball ones that homage, like, uh, Sergio Leone Westerns Mm -hmm. or something, you know, like that's sort of what I guess I'm, I'm studying it Maybe. Like that's why I'm rewatching them because I'm looking at at, like different details and what like how these characters like interact with each other and you could tell that even though Chevy Chase is there like everybody loved each other you know because I know there's probably some bad blood between them and Chevy after a while but like you can tell at least in the first season like man they really enjoyed what they were doing. They didn't know if it was going to go anywhere, mm-hmm. so they threw everything out there, yeah. and it was incredible.
1: That I mean, you got to love that. That that's that magic that like the first few seasons of a show can have. You yeah, know? yeah. Because then you know, but over time the steam does fall off. Yeah. I'm only going to mention one more film. That okay. I'll watch because I just want to know if you've seen it, which I'm sure you probably have. Pretty in Pink. Oh,
0: you know what? You did review it. Mm-hmm. And I I didn't watch it yet. and I'll tell you why because at the same time you put that out, uh Furlisha wanted to watch Weird Science.
1: Oh, yeah, that's a great one. And so I was wa- one I was that wondering was if you want
0: to do like a like a John Hughes. You
1: definitely do a John Hughes episode. Because
0: Weird Science, Ferris Bueller, mm-hmm. Breakfast Club, and 16 Candles all take place at Shermer High.
1: Yeah. All in, so it's all Chicago based. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So I wanted to to watch your Pretty in Pink thing, but I I wanted to wait. I wanted to rewatch the movie first. Yeah,
1: right, dude, we we because I just watched. Obviously, I just watched Pretty in Pink. I just yeah. watched Ferris Bueller. Oh, great And film. I just watched Sixteen Candles. So wow, I'm like, because I'm I'm getting I'm getting ready to gear up to do the best high school movies of all time. Okay, so I've been watching a bunch of them. Yeah, tell you right now, Pretty Pink is probably not going to make the cut. Yeah, not sadly, it's sadly, bad.
0: no. But but he only wrote it.
1: Yeah, he only wrote it. Yeah, and like
0: his direction, his. You could tell when his touch is there. Yeah,
1: because like. Breakfast Club is that's the one, yeah. You know, I mean, out of the Brat Pack movies, yeah, the one is the Outsiders, but Breakfast Uh, Club would be next, you know. Outsiders, that's
0: I never saw the Outsiders, believe it or not.
1: You're well, I know it's Kobler. Oh, you're lying. I'm
0: not lying to you.
1: Bro, go on HBO two days. It's only an hour yeah. and a half. Bro. Okay. HBO two days. Because I know. Two days, bro. Dylan, bro.
0: I know Cora Cora loved it. Yeah, we talk about it all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think she read the book, too, though. She read, yeah. yeah. Me, too. Yeah. So, the, yeah.
1: But it's, it's, a, it's a film that's actually as good as the book.
0: Wow. So, yes. Well, it's Coppola. Yeah, he's a man. So. I mean, he's a man.
1: Dude, it, listen. Bram Stoker's. Oh, God my God. Father he did that, too. Two, and The Outsiders Alone.
0: And look, they're all three book adaptations.
1: Yep. He's a great adapter.
0: Yeah, so was Kubrick, though. Yeah, Kubrick. He so,
1: might be the master of it. So I
0: wonder if he took a lot of cues from him in how to adapt.
1: I mean, they were Maybe. kind of working in the same time. Frame, yeah. So they were. They both probably put out their most iconic stuff around the same time. Like, yeah. Kubrick did 2001, and then Godfather was like four years later. Yeah, yeah. So it's like...
0: but But before that, Kubrick had done... Strange Love which was yeah. based on a book called Red Alert. Oh wow. And Lolita.
1: I know Lolita was. A book,
0: yeah, it right? was a book yeah. cuz Nabokov wrote it cuz Sting references it in that one police song. Yeah. Don't stand so close to me. It yeah. <laughs> is a song he references it. It's <laughs> a good song. Though. Yeah. Oh. So so yeah, that that's interesting though.
1: Dude, have you seen Lolita? Kubrick's?
0: A long time ago. James Mason, right? Mm-hmm. And Peter Sellers. Yeah. Yes,
1: Peter Sellers is so funny. Yeah, yeah. He's so funny. Yeah. And I'm like one of the rare guys who thinks that movie is like fucking great. And then people like criticize me for that.
0: Well, it's, I think because it's Kubrick's first great film, though.
1: I think it was, too. Yeah. Like, well, no, I'll say Pass of Glory. Okay, I'm Pass, sorry, yeah. Pass of Glory is really good, but Wait. I think it's Kubrick's most digestible, his first digestible film that anyone could watch. Did Kubrick
0: do Spartacus? Yes. Okay, never. I'm sorry, never mind. that. Yeah, Spartacus is great, I, I'd too. say like it was his first great film, never Spartacus mind.
1: Spartacus is great, too, and, and Kurt <laughs> Douglas is great. But, I am Spartacus. Yeah, but,
0: Tony Curtis.
1: Yeah, but like, I love <laughs> Tony Curtis, dude. <laughs> Sweet smell of success alone mm. goaded him, and of course some like it hot and oh, all yeah. that, you know. But, but dude, Spark is good. But I don't know. Maybe I just I don't think it's as great as a bunch of other people do. But it is good. But for me, Kubrick really, really becomes the man, probably with Lolita. Yeah. Oh no, Doctor Strangelove. Doctor Strangelove.
0: But, but dude, he's just got but, too many... But goals. without Lolita, would he have? Been able to do Doctor Strange the, the way. to make Doctor Strange. Yeah, longer.
1: yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. He grew bigger nuts with every movie. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, I, I agree. He like, did. He, because by the time he did Eyes Wide Shut, his nuts wouldn't fit in his pants. <laughs> Elephant Titan. Yeah,
0: he does. He, he, just, he just had a wheelbarrow. <laughs> he did. Yeah. <laughs> like, to South them.
1: Park. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, he, dude, because I don't know, man. He just changed the game with every film, really, dude. Because, like, after two thousand one, everything was was masterful. Like because that was dude, what like Barry Lyndon. Barry Lyndon. Lyndon. Sorry, Lyndon. That is one of the best movies ever made.
0: Wow! <laughs> I
1: fucking love it. It's one of the best costume dramas ever, bro. Like so, it's a period piece. It's a period piece it. that you should watch. Yeah. You and Felicia, you know, yeah, yeah. all stuff. Yeah, watch Barry Lyndon. It's great, and then watch Fanny and Alexander. Ingmar Bergman. Okay, get your costume drama on and watch okay. both of those. It'll take you about six plus hours to watch the two. Yeah, it's gonna be the best six hours you've spent in a long time, bro. Felicia's gonna eat Fanny and Alex all up. She's gonna be like, because <laughs> bro, the cost—it's her. Yeah. It's right up her. Hour. Yeah, because that's
0: what she loves about those—is the, the costumes and and the set insane. design and the costumes.
1: Dude, Ingmar went insane with freaking fanny and alexander bro i want to live in this i want to live there i'm like i don't care if i light candles i want to live here i'm like (laughs) this shit is insane bro i'm like man if it was me i'd be dressed crazy i'd be looking like i was from transylvania or something but dude barry you'll love barry lennon because it's dude it's got action it's funny like but Barry's
0: not a likable dude. Mm. Like I love him. Is that Ryan O'Neill or somebody? Think, Who is that? Hold
1: on, hold on. Let me. Because I
0: can picture the poster in my head. Let me. Let me look. Because there was a time when I was really into Kubrick because of uh, Clockwork Orange. Oh my god, I love that movie. So yeah. Weird. Well, that's how we followed up 2001. It's Ryan O'Neill. It is Ryan O'Neill. Okay.
1: Yeah, dude. What a follow up. Like, dude, his. Yeah. Honestly, like from the 60s up. He just couldn't really, he couldn't miss really, bro. Yeah, from the 60s up. And look, like,
0: even Full Metal Jacket dude, in the 80s.
1: Mate, bro, the first half of Full Metal Jacket, if not the whole movie is good, but if you took that first half and made it a short, that'd probably be the best short film ever made. Yeah, like it might be. That movie's great too. Like, dude,
0: and look, Matthew Modine is actually a good actor. Oh, amazing. I mean, people know him now from Stranger Things, mm-hmm. but like he, like the 80s, he was
1: killing it, bro. Yeah, like. Kubrick was a man, though, dude, like, because Eyes Wide Shut, people sleep on that movie so much. I'm like,
0: he got one of... I one saw of it in the best. theater, and you know why I don't like it? Why? Sidney Pollack is in it, right? Uh-huh. He's, he's also a great director. Mm-hmm. They're going into his bathroom. There's mirrored columns. You see the cameraman in the mirror on the We column. talked about this. Yeah, we did. We did. We and for did. some reason, it and, turned me off. And that's and
1: that's what stuff like that makes me think that Kubrick did not finish the film himself.
0: Yeah. Because
1: you know he was a psycho. Yeah, exactly. He would have never let that slide. Exactly. And that's what that upset slide. me about yes. it. Yes. And I'm, that, that is one thing that definitely makes me think Kubrick was not 100% and, involved in the film. And that's all like I that. could focus
0: on the rest of the film. I couldn't focus on Nicole Kidman's bro, ass. I'm like, dude, Nicole I couldn't focus Kidman. on anything. I'm like, That's right. She's a redhead.
1: Whew, she's another beauty. And She's tall too. Yeah. She's like five eleven, bro.
0: Oh, hey, oh, Nicole is nice, bro.
1: My man, I, <laughs> man, dude, even even now, like, watch Paddington one, bro. She looks so good in that movie.
0: Did you ever see Dead Calm? With Billy Zane and Sam Neill and her? No, Sam Neill, bro. He's great. Super underrated. <laughs> yeah, he's great. Bro, it's from like 88. The, like, I watched In the Mouth of
1: Madness and Event Horizon. Mm. Wow. He's a really good actor.
0: Look, there's a reason uh, Spielberg chose him for Jurassic Park. That's
1: probably his worst role.
0: It, it, probably, yeah, like, it but probably is his most wooden role. Yeah, but <laughs> there's a reason he was chosen for Yeah, it. I mean,
1: dude, yeah. Sam Neill has some skills. Yeah. Um, no, i never seen that. It's good.
0: Yeah, it's good. It's about, like, uh, I think Billy Zane kind of Zane. hijacks, good. like, their boat.
1: Oh, it's like a thriller. Yeah, it's a thriller. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That sounds kind of cool. Yeah. Like, is this 90s? 88. 80. Holy shit.
0: Yeah, so it's, like, early Billy Since Zane. A young Billy Zane. That's young Billy like, Zane, yeah. young Nicole Kidman. Yeah, I'm like, dang. Yeah, even a younger Sam Neill.
1: Yeah, yeah, Sam Neill was probably, like, what, maybe he's. Early 30s? Maybe, because like,
0: it's like five years before Jurassic Park.
1: So he's probably like 35, maybe? Maybe, yeah. maybe, yeah. Dude, Billy Zane was probably, what, early 20s? It was
0: like right after, because uh, he was one of Biff's goons in Back to the Future. Back to the Future. So it was yeah. right after that. Fucking Biff. Yeah, Fucking Biff. Biff, man. Dude, honestly, look, Thomas F. Wilson is a great <laughs> oh, comedic yeah, actor. Yeah, dude, yeah. yeah.
1: Like, the performance he's, is good.
0: Yeah, he's That's even, why you say F. Biff. Yeah, <laughs> but he's even still good now. Believe I, it or not, I haven't not. seen
1: him anything in a while.
0: He was in. He played the police captain in The Heat, which was a terrible movie with I Melissa McCarthy, that, and Sandra Bullock. Bullock. He's worthwhile to watch it. But okay. in the show Legends of Tomorrow, there's a character, um, Nate. He plays his dad, and he's incredible. Wow, as this dude's dad in Legends of Tomorrow, he even sings uh, um, a James Taylor song in one episode to to lull. A Minute hour to sleep. Wow. Incredible. Incredible. Wow. And he's so good at it. It's like I love Thomas F. Wilson. Wow. Because of that. And he played um Bo Burnham's dad in Zack Stone is going to be famous. That short-lived MTV show that he was. Never
1: in. even seen that. Never even heard of it.
0: Yeah, it was on like 10 years ago. Wow. He played his dad in that, that show. That's crazy, man. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Well, Sorry. On that note.
1: On that note, guys. We've been biffing around. Yeah, we have. Have have been, (laughs) but we're gonna wrap this up for you guys. So, um, I guess, I guess we can get our John Hughes on. Yeah, yeah. You want to do that for next week? So, so let's let's lay it out. So it's in the atmosphere. So we got. We're gonna discuss sixteen candles. Yes. We gotta discuss the Breakfast Club. Yes. Um, we'll do. Pretty in Pink, because that is does fall big into the Brat Pack. World. It does, because Molly Ringwald, yeah, anyway. Molly yeah, Molly Ringwald, yeah. And then uh, Ferris Bueller. Ferris Bueller. Which I, Molly Ringwald wanted to be in, but John really? Hughes was like, no, she, he want, she want to play her sister. Oh. He was like, you're way too big for that, I'm not putting you in this. Because I was
0: watching the, uh, with the director's commentary for Ferris Bueller, and I think he may have mentioned something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess she wanted to play it,
0: but he was like, no. Yeah.
1: no." And she, I guess they got into it pretty tough for a while because she originally didn't want to be in Pretty in Pink and he was like real mad about that. Wow. Yeah. But she was like, you know, she was getting older. She's like, I'm, I don't want to play these freaking same, the same character all the time. Yeah. I mean? Yeah, so, exactly. So we'll do, yeah. So we'll, we'll make a list. But yeah, we know yeah. We're definitely doing that. Because
0: we'll, if we're doing Pretty in Pink, do you want to do some kind of wonderful or no? We
1: can do some kind of wonderful. Yeah. I have to watch that. Yeah. Because I've never seen
0: it. That's Stolte, Eric Stoltz. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leah Thompson, yeah. uh-huh. who played his mom in Back to the Future because mm-hmm. he was the original Marty McFly. She
1: was cute back in the day. And, and she
0: wanted to bang. And, um, oh my God. She was Mary Stewart Masterson mm-hmm. from uh, Fried Green Tomatoes. Yep. Yeah, I think That's she's in it. Two. Yeah. Movie
1: too. You know what I'm going to watch soon? I haven't seen since I was young Mystic Pizza. Oh my God. Early Matt Damon. Young Matt Damon. Yeah. Young Julia. Yeah, Julia.
0: And, um, Oh my God! She was in Steel with Shaq. She's in that. Oh, movie. the chick
1: who's in the wheelchair.
0: Uh, I don't know. I I forget her name because it's been a while since I've seen. She's in Pizza. the wheelchair in Steel. Oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah maybe. In Steel. She. I don't yeah. know her name, but I know and, who you're talking and about. And I think Vincent D'Onofrio's in that movie too. Damn. Like right after Adventures in Babysitting. Love that movie. But um, <laughs> Gish, uh, Mary Beth, Gish, Annabelle Gish or something. Because because I think. She's she's related to Lillian Gish, who was like a silent film actress wow. from way back. Crazy, so, yeah.
1: Crazy, how it works.
0: I think it might be Anna Beth Gish or something. I forget. Something like that. I think she's in Mystic Pizza. Yeah, that's it.
1: All right. All right, guys. We're going to yeah, we'll keep sorry. going. That's it. Yeah, we can. So we're going to wrap it up. Yeah, we have to. So so this John is going to be H- a short one. It is. This was a short one. <laughs> I mean, it's shorter. But John Hughes next week, guys. So, it off. I'm Dom. I'm
0: Jamie. And this was The
1: Cutting Room Floor.